You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. Bowl after bowl, bowl after bowl, 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 bowl after bowl, bowl after bowl.com. Bowl after bowl.com, bowl after bowl, bowl after bowl.com, bowl after bowl, bowl after bowl till he's sick. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl. That's right, bowl after bowl till you're sick. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl.com. Welcome back. It's another Token Tuesday, the first of its kind in the year 2022. It is January 4th, and you're listening to episode 125 of Bowl After Bowl. I'm Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. I'm Dame DeLorean, significantly less congested this week. All right, sounding good. Yeah, it's much better. And you know what I did? You know what I did to sound this good? What'd you do? I took some vitamin C. I took some vitamin D, and I threw a little zinc in there, and right. bada bing, bada boom, I'm back. How do you like them apples? I like them. I like them a lot. I like not going to the doctor. I like not shoving things up my nose to see what I may or may not be sick with. I like just getting better. Yeah, yeah. I like that too. Yeah, that's all we can do. Just be better every day. Used to be a little thing called, uh, you know. The cold? Catching a cold. Catching a cold. Yeah, it was a cold. It sure was. I mean, I did. There was one day last week where I uh, spent most of it sleeping, but sometimes that's what you got to do. What do you got to do? You got to do the sleep. You got to do the hot liquids. Yes. Plenty of hot liquids. Soup and tea and coffee and that kind of nonsense. Yeah. And uh, you got to get back at it, man. That's right. never Never let them see you down. No, no. I still podcasted with that stuffed nose, but ooh, yeah, you hear it, it makes like, makes you sick. Go run out. They get like three tests, and then they like hop on a face sack, and they're like, <laughs> like, uh, why? That's a weird thing to brag about, man. But all right, all right, all right. Yeah, all it right. is a weird thing to brag about. Now here's and, uh, a perfectly normal thing to brag about. We we start every show. Uh, by being proud of the bowlers that help us out and support this thing and keep it going. And uh, we do have some support this time. Woohoo! As always. The bowlers are the best. Bowlers keeping it rolling on down the lanes, and we very much appreciate y'all doing that. I'm going to start in opposite world this time. I'm going to start with the boostergrams, just because I haven't pulled up right here. All right. In Helipad, uh, which I have version 0.1.5 installed, but there's already 0.1.6 out. Oh, wow. Which I technically actually have 0.1.6 because I'm working off of the uh, I'm working off the latest dev code, the source from source here. So it it does have the bug fixes that 0.1.6 has. But we'll talk a little bit about that later. Let's let's thank some people. Let's thank some people. And uh, of course, we got to start out thanking Saroma. Yeah, Saroma. Boosting 5420. Woohoo! Uh, he says boost to health and stacked new year. Yeah. Hell yes. So thank you, sir. Let's had an anonymous booster from CurioCaster. By the way, uh, Saroma came in from Podfriend. All right, Podfriend. Uh, we had an anonymous booster come in from CurioCaster. 4269 sats. Woo! I like that number. Yeah. 
that deserves a little bit of a 69. 69! 69, dudes! Thank you, Anonymous. Uh, oh, Tess, that's definitely for me. Cotton Gin, boosting us a little 2022 boost for the new year. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Cotton Gin. Simply saying Happy New Year. Happy New Year, uh, happy new year to you as well. And Happy Nude Year. Yeah, happiest of nude years. You know how we all do it here in the bowl. Here's another Anonymous 4269 from CurioCaster. Woo! Came in again. So that's a double dinger. I like that. A little double dinger there. Uh, what else have we got? Oh, and then, of course, playing with us on the live stream, we had a Pew Pew 1508 from Cotton Gin. We had a Ooh. Happy New Year. And I think because there's no space, it says actually Happy New Year. Cinder name equals C-dubs. Thank you, C-dubs. Yeah, C-dubs. Thank for you. 4,200 sats. Woo. And then a uh, Let's Get Stoned 4,200 sats, again, from C-dubs. Sweet. So those are all of our boostograms, and we thank you very much. And if you don't know what a boostogram is, you should try it out. Check it out. You can send little tiny pieces of Bitcoin. You know, people always say, oh, Bitcoin is too expensive for newer people to get involved. But you can spend, uh, you know, you can get strike, and you can spend five bucks and get Bitcoin. You can buy little tiny pieces of Bitcoin. And uh, if you buy five bucks of Bitcoin on strike, that's like uh, 10,000 sats right now. You know, so that's... It's plenty for boosting, plenty yeah. for playing around and boosting, and, you know, the five bucks ain't going to break the bank. And you can play around in one of the new podcast apps. You can find them all at newpodcastapps.com, and anything that says value over beside it, that's going to be one of your apps that you can use. In fact, if you want to go and have, like, a beautiful experience, a really pretty one, you can go over to ableandthewolf.com. You can click on um, the listen button up at the top. It tells you where to listen. And I got them all organized in a nice little accordion menu by platform. So if you just want it sorted out by, okay, I'm on iOS. What's on iOS? Just go to ableandthewolf.com. Click on listen. It'll show you exactly where all the iOS. It's all sorted out. It's really, I worked hard on that thing. So just so check it out. It's beautiful. Check it out. Take a look. Uh, that's like a shortcut to if you want, if you want, you know, sorted by uh, platform. We also got some activity on the PayPal account. Hold the hold the phone real quick. Oh, Har- Harf oh. Hat in the bowl Uh-oh. says that he is the 4269er. Oh, Harf so, Hat. Thank you, Harf Hat. Beautiful. Anonymous no more. Those are probably mine. Shouldn't be anon, though. Hmm, he says. I think mm. it's just anonymous if you don't include a boostogram. Or if you don't if you don't write a message, then it doesn't put your name in there either. I think, I think that's how CurioCaster works. I'm not any kind of expert or nothing. I'm just making my best guess as I go along here. But uh, try to keep my eyes and ears open. Make educated guessimas. And yes, okay, switching over to the PayPal. We got some support from PayPal. No notes, just support, which is cool. Oh, all right. Ain't nothing to be mad about there. Uh, Our top uh, executive producer... Uh, forty nine ninety nine, and because there's Woo! no note, I don't know if you want to remain anonymous. I don't want to. I don't know if you want to be credited as something else. I don't know what's going on. I don't like to dox people if they don't wish to be. So we'll just go with uh, Ob. Ob. Your initials Ob. Thank you. I'll call you Ob. Thank you Ob. Ob. Yeah. Ob Wan Kenobi with uh, forty nine ninety nine. We very much appreciate that, sir. And then uh, we got a couple stonations too. All right. Uh, Cotton Gin coming in again. Yeah, Cotton Gin. His monthly stonation came in, 420. And Stead. Oh, Bully. You know Stead on No Agenda Social? Bully, Bully. She got a donation, uh, stonation, I should say, a stonation in as well. No notes from these folks, just the, just the, uh, just the cash. I know you want to send boostograms and 
messages and notes. Just send your cash. Oh, you can send whatever you like. Uh, Thank you for the value for value. We appreciate it all, and it all helps build the show. So it's more than just your treasure, although your treasure really does keep everything running. I got a domain renewal notice, so I got to pay for another year or two of bowlafterbowl.com if I want to keep that rolling, which I definitely do. Bowlafterbowl.com. Not going to let it die, so uh, you help us do that and other great, wonderful things. Um, But, uh, yeah. Like last week... We had some professional quality episode artwork come in from Bags. We did. If you haven't seen the Bags artwork yet, check out the last episode, 124. Oh, man. Um, we titled that one Literally Just Got Off, which, you know, it's very our style. <gasps> and, uh, yeah, the art was fantastic. Out of this world. Saves me from my uh, kind of blasé episode art you see week after week, you know? I really appreciate that when people come through with the episode art. Yes, yes. And there's more things you can do. You can uh, send in, for instance, your first time I ever story. Every week we do a little different topic. The first time I ever blankety blank blank. This week, thanks to Sir Sir Seat Sitter, it is the first time I ever shit my pants as an adult. Because obviously, most of us don't remember the really the first time we ever shit our pants. But then again, we probably also weren't wearing pants in the uh, in the true sense of the word pants. So, you know. With that little caveat, we did put it in parentheses. If you ever want to check out during the week what the first time I ever topic is, you can always go to the bowl. What's the bowl? The bowl is our little IRC channel on zero node. Zero node.net is the IRC server. And we are in the bowl after bowl channel. You pound bowl after bowl, and that's how you get there. If you're already in no agenda, then it's easy to find. You just add another channel with pound bowl after bowl, and you'll be there. You'll be there among all of the greats like Abs in the Six Pack and the Green Room and Hog Story. And Lotus Pod, and Metis, and Ozark After Dark, and Rare Encounter, and Retard, and Sewer Chat, and even Ring of Fire, which we'll talk about that a little bit later too. Uh, another way to support the bull, you can open a big fat channel to the bull's nodes. We have two nodes. We have Bull After Bull Raspy and Bull After Bull Umbral. Raspy's mine, and Lauren's is Umbral's mine. Well, uh, Umbral's hers. And just opening up a channel is another way to give value. Uh, that just allows us to have inbound liquidity. And if you're a well-connected node, I might look at that inbound channel and I might just balance it right away. Like I did today. Because uh, little did I know, I was looking through my channels and we had a new channel that just popped up. This is a thing you can do without really even asking permission. Uh, as long as it's big enough, you can open a channel to us. I think right now the minimum is 100K, but I'm probably going to push that up. Uh, but the minimum right now is 100k sats, 100,000 sat channel. But yeah, simple world, a new node. Wow, At cool. least new to us. Uh, the node's been around for a while, of course. But uh, simple world, I wanted to just talk about this a little bit. Uh, it's Dan Ostermeyer's book um, as an audio book on the value for value system. Oh, very cool. So, all you know, um, he's got a few, they're posted as episodes, but they're pretty much either sections or chapters of the book. And... Uh, you can search for it, Simple World, in any of the uh, podcasting 2.0 value apps and stream sats to it. And, uh, yeah, he opened us a, a million sat channel. And so when you do that, you just uh, you basically designate Bitcoin, um, and it all is reserved in a channel that can then be streamed through. So other people can send us sats, and it goes through your channel, pushes into our node. That's how that works. So I saw that big uh, million sat channel open, and it was all inbound and no outbound and i figured ah well he's got a you know he's got an audio book here he's also value enabled so i'm just going to balance that channel 
and then you know we can stream his way he can stream our way uh what you know what will be will be and so i fired up my balance of satoshi and i balanced that bad boy uh i end up balancing technically 461,000 sats so it's not perfectly balanced you know but uh it is damn close to perfectly balanced and i did it all for a fee of 211 sats which is cheaper than most channel opens so huh. uh bos is the way to go in my opinion for channel balancing it's usually the cheapest method um the only thing really cheaper is to manage fees jack fees up and down uh, something else we can talk about in a little bit but i just 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 wanted to thank everybody thank you for the value for value thank you for putting this thing on thank you for putting this thing on um and if you want to leave a first time i ever voicemail about pooping your pants as an adult it's a very simple all you have to do is call 816-607-3663 and the play your voice will Yeah, we'll play it. You know we'll play it. You can also text in if you're tech if you're voice shy and you don't want to talk on the phone. Or, you know, if you're at a loud bar or something, uh, or if you're at, a, like, a loud orgy, you can just text in instead. And you can send pictures, too. Uh, all of that stuff works at 816-607-3663. And I, I don't know, I kind of read half of my uh, notes on it, so we might as well just get into the old... Uh... Octane! Octane! Cooking! Shifting! On-chain, on-chain, okay, chips, pain, on-chain, on-chain, go! Streaming sass, boost the ground, makes they really wanna build a no. Yeah, I've been in a hidey hole for like a week. Yeah, it comes with the new year, right? Maybe. Mm-hmm. New year, new hidey hole? Yeah, yeah, I've just been trying to take it easy, you know? We we went really hard for that week between uh, leading up to Christmas, I should say. Mm, yeah. So between Christmas and New Year's, I kind of just kicked it up and took it easy. And uh, I did get something accomplished, though. We... we Finished the uh, podcast ring of fire number three. And that dang thing is now complete, which allows us to set our eyes on the horizon for uh, ring of fire number four, which we're going for a one million sat capacity. Woohoo! And if I remember right, uh, C Dubs wanted in on that. I know Chris wanted in on that. Uh, not Sir Seat Sitter Chris, but uh, Circus Media. Uh, Circus Media, I believe, wanted in on that. Um, and then the, you know the, the other Chris. We'll hear from him later. He has a. Uh, Shit my pants story that he emailed in. There are a lot of Chris's in our life, wow. man. We have a lot of Chris's in our life. Let's just say that. There's a trifecta of Chris. Yes. <laughs> uh, it, it might be just a ring of Chris. <laughs> ring of Chris. <laughs> Maybe we should step back from this one. No, uh, I think, though, that I, I kind of had an epiphany when I was looking at it. And uh, I, first of all, if you're interested in this one million uh, ring of fire, please let me know and remind me because I'm terrible at keeping the records of all of this kind of stuff. Uh, unless I'm like working on it currently. So uh, the re the ROF three we got through ROF four with one million sack capacity. If you're interested, please drop me a line, Spencer at bullafterbull dot com. I think I will sit this one out and let you do this one because you have I the need- capacity and you and you need the stuff. And you also the more that you and I are in uh, the same ring, the harder it is to kind of line them up. Mm. Exactly. Because we don't want to duplicate channels, really. It's just uh, it's just not efficient, let's say. Right. So um, I'm going to let you do the 1 million sack oh, capacity. Right. 
And then I'm going to do a Ring of Fire number five after that for two million. And I'm going to try to and find... And I'll sit out that one. Yes. Unless uh, unless you buy a couple a couple million sets. It's not, it's, yeah. not, it's not out of the question. Yeah. Not out of the question. Some people are like... Uh, I hey. need these Ring of Fires more than you, man. Some people are like, you know, why the hell you get these big channels going? What's the deal there? And just to put it in perspective, there's a couple of reasons why big channels are just better, make your life easier when you're really trying to be a routing node and you're trying to route payments. Now, if you are only going to be just receiving sats, uh, then just ask people to open fatty channels to you and it doesn't really matter. You're not trying to route payments. You're not trying to constantly balance and, and maintain channels. It's no big deal. It's okay. You don't have to, depending on your strategy here, you don't have to have these fatty channels. But... Uh, the bigger channels you have, the easier they are to keep balanced. And there's a lot of different reasons for this, uh, but the easiest example I can give you is today when we rebalanced this channel that just came into us. Uh, what what I did was I rebalanced it through one of my six million sat channels because it's just barely it was just barely askew, and I had plenty, you know. So if I need a half a million, or yeah, it was a half a million almost. So if I need a half a million sats, usually I can find it in that 6 million channel, which is still within the 40% balanced range. It's not perfect 50-50, but I keep it within 40. And then, you know, it's not going to blow out any of my other channels. If I've got a 1 million sat channel to balance, and then I'm looking at my other 1 million sat channels, I'm going to have to unbalance those in order to balance a different one. It's tougher. So if you have these fat channels to work with, you can balance smaller channels much easier without throwing all the rest of your crap out of line. Uh, it also makes the PPM, the parts per million fee structure, uh, you can get away with smaller PPMs because of the bigness of the channel. So if I have, say, a 200 PPM uh, fee structure, but I'm in this uh, ring of fire that we just did, say, for half a million, right? Right. Then that's actually only going to be 100 sats for 200 per million. That's 100 sats for the whole channel. But if it's a perfectly balanced channel... It's actually 50 sats if the channel goes all the way unbalanced because you're talking about 250,000 sats on each side, right? So you can see it keeps splitting down, splitting down. The fatter channels just make the numbers work better. If I have a 6 million sat channel, which is my biggest channel, uh, the biggest ring of fire I ever did was 6 million sats. And so if you've got that and you set your f fee at 200 ppm and you've got 3 million on each side, then when this channel all the way runs dry, you're actually looking at 600 as your fee because that's $3 million going through. Does that make sense? I'm not going to lie. I don't exactly follow the balancing of channels. It's a lot of cocaine uh, shit stain, man. It's a lot of cocaine yeah. shit stain. But uh, basically, big numbers multiplied by numbers are bigger than little numbers multiplied by numbers, just to simplify it. Um, and then, yes, uh, Simple World, that was my other note. So, yeah, that's, that's all I got for off-chain, on-chain. On-chain, off-chain is off the chain. All right. Man, I wish I had written something down I told you to bring up earlier because I feel like, uh, I don't know. Are you missing something? I thought I, th I thought there was something else. Did you forget something? We've met. <sighs> yeah. This is a problem with uh, being in the bowl when it's not Token Tuesday, man, because we burn material. But yeah, I thought I, uh, I can't remember, so it's no point. Four score and seven boosts to go. Yeah, you'll remember it. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe it just wasn't that important. Maybe. It could have even just been the uh, million uh, sat ring of fire. We do have an announcement for uh, 
an upcoming Bowls with Buds because you're back on the uh, on the horse, right? Yes. Getting people scheduled. Yes, and we have the first Bowls with Buds of 2022 this Friday at 9 p.m. Central with none other than Booberry of Behind the Schemes. That's right. You know him. You love him. Big boobs in the bowl Friday. Be there. Did you see her breasts? Uh, Booberry, a.k.a. boobs, a.k.a. raspberry. Raspberry tonight. Yeah. Nakey in the bowl. Yep. Yeah, we're very excited to have him back, so that'll be a good one. Looking forward to that. Yep, getting back into it after our downtime week. Yeah, we had to Recovering from the holidays. Just had to lay around, put her feet up and and such. I also did uh, get off my butt and write (laughs) a small, short uh, about page for the the ableandthewolf.com. Which, by the way, I want to thank everybody again for all of the support that that has uh, received over the last uh, week or so, week and some change, coming up on two weeks now. Uh, people are listening to it and all kinds of different apps and boosting it, and uh, it seems to be going pretty well. So, uh, like I said, thank you for that. Yeah. It's very cool. Some people are playing it on their shows and in their intermissions and all this good stuff. So um, I hope in this coming year that there's just a big library of stuff that starts just to grow like other artists come forward and publish some stuff on uh the, on the same value system and i also am i i really want to and i listened to the last podcasting 2.0 where adam and dave were like you gotta make a music app and it's like yeah that's the obvious next step um but especially with where my skill level is uh very low um it's going to take some time, and so I want to try and do a rehaul of BullAfterBull.com. Yeah, new Bull After Bull website. And I'll use some of the uh, Podcast 2.0 API in that design, and that will give me the confidence to start trying to do a music app. Cool. But I also, I'm I'm pretty sure that any music app that's good is not going to be just me doing it alone. It will have to have some collaboration. There are guys out there that can just one-man just band it, man. Like... Uh, Stephen B, like Martin, a pod friend, like a lot of these guys can do the one man band thing. And it's like a huge inspiration. It's like mind blowing to watch. But that's not me yet. That's not me yet. But I am definitely down because I even hear like the impatience in Adam's voice on the last uh, podcast in 2.0 where he's just like, I'm going to learn. I I know Python. I'll just do it myself. Should I do it in Rust? (laughs) It's like, uh, you know, I like that shit's book because I feel so much the same way. But I also, I've uh, I've coded enough to know that it's like, eh, it's going to take some time and some learning. Uh, so, yeah, I, I hope to try and get something at least put together enough and onto some sort of GitHub enough that, you know, maybe other people take some interest or suggest some features and, and start kind Co- of community building it. Collaborate. A little collaboration. Yeah, um, that's the way. But yes. Yes, that is the way. We need more. We need more devs thinking about the music world. We need more artists thinking about, you know, just walking away from Spotify. I mean, I just saw this chart the other day of how many hundreds of streams you have to get to earn a dollar on the various platforms. You oh, know? puke! And uh, you know, on this value system, on podcasting 2.0, you can earn more than a dollar on just one stream. That's the beauty of it. And yeah, you, you're going to stream a lot of it for free. But you're also going to stream some of it for fifty bucks. That you can't you can't do that on other platforms. There's not a way to stream something on Spotify and give the guy fifty bucks who streamed it, unless you like look him up and hunt him down yourself. You know, 
so that's what that's what I'm so excited about. It's it's a completely different way to think about digital content and how to offer it and how to um, consume and appreciate it. It's the future. It's the best possible option. And as Cotton Gin says in the bowl, it's the only way you can give value over and over again. That's right. For eternity. Yeah. Every time that song strikes your chord. And everybody gets their uh, chunk, too. That's what's so cool about the programmable money side of it. Like, you know, we're paying the album artists in our case. But if you have a more sophisticated setup, if you have a five-piece band, everybody can get a certain split that's pre-agreed upon. If you have a featured artist on one track, you can add them to that track split. All of this different stuff can be done and uh, just set up from the beginning so that it just works forever. Are there tip features available yet where you can just tip, like, say, someone who has a guitar solo or a drum solo? Yeah, there's a few different apps that do that, including, I know for sure, uh, CurioCaster does. I think PodFriend has that same thing. Uh, A lot of them have it. You can kind of open up a little menu, and it lists everybody who's uh, in the split, and then you can just select a certain person. Like, okay, I want to just boost the the drummer or I'd want to just boost the artist, the album artist, or you can even pick like, Oh, I just want to boost the app that I'm listening in into listening into, you know, I just want to boost CurioCaster. Uh, all of that's available. Yeah. That's a cool feature. I know Adam doesn't like the term tip. No, the tip so, word. I'm sorry. If you give value to a certain person, a little extra value here Some and there. Semantics. <laughs> hey, I heard him arguing with himself about it on yeah, cause <laughs> the he... latest, uh, Curry and the Keeper. That's right. Yeah. He, uh, someone put out a tip jar, a performer. It was Jimmy Vaughn, and he tipped him. That's right. And he called it a tip. He, well, because it is a tip, he, and it's he, value for value. Yeah, it's value for value, baby. That's right. Yeah. And I remember what my uh, on-chain, off-chain shit stain, or I mean cocaine shit stain <laughs> was. Oh, what was it? It was about Abel and the Wolf, and you broke it today, but you fixed it. Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. I just heard you yelling. From the other side of the it's bowl. It's just typical programming, man. It's really not out of the ordinary. But yeah, I mean, I all I did was I wrote simple paragraphs for the about page for the artists, one for Abel and one for me. And I don't know, hopefully he gives his uh, awesome feedback that he always gives and I can make it a little bit better. Because I just, I just did something that just to get it done, you know? Yeah. Just so there wasn't that a dumbass placeholder, placeholder text. That's not the um, original placeholder text. Yeah, it's more than a placeholder. <laughs> it's like production level, you know, but I think it still could be better. I mean, I'm going to always probably be working on that thing. But then I ran the build and then I just updated, uh, basically I updated a new uh, CSS file and new JavaScript files, but then I didn't uh, update the index.html file uh, and a couple other you know, the manifest.json. There's a couple other files in the build folder that I didn't update. Ruh, so then when I went to the live, it was, like showed me the old version. And I was like, eh. I cleared the cache. And there was just a white screen. Oh, and no. I was like shitting my pants for a little bit as an adult. Hey. Yeah. Maybe not for the first time. Not though. the first time. <laughs> no, I'm good for I'm good for one a year at least, probably. Uh well, do you think that if a mobile pay app messes up, consumers will be good? 33 states are asking the Fed to make sure that consumers have protections when it comes to mobile pay apps. One of the 33 stories that popped up in my magic number sightings this past week. They got to be protected, man. 
gotta protect the consumer so they can consume more and more and move their money around. Oh fuck, you're gonna make me consume! Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Two billion people using mobile pay apps on the daily, I guess. So, um, in 2021, like yeah, it does. It, but think about it. Analyze it. There's a lot of uh, money being moved around from phone to phone and on platform to platform. I, I didn't even know this because I haven't been on the face bag for so long. Uh, but you can pay people on there. Oh, yeah. Anywhere there's a... Just about anywhere you can click nowadays, you can pay somebody. Yeah. They, the so, Twitter's got all the tips locked into it. All that kind of stuff. Uh... Let's see, mobile pay revenue was projected to hit $1.7 trillion in 2021. Yeah, that's a good amount of uh, fun fiat coupons moving around digitally. Yeah, I like money, though. Of course, what uh, struck me in this article about the 33 attorney generals asking the Fed, please protect us, was uh, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau coming out saying they want data from U.S. tech companies that operate mobile pay systems like Amazon or Apple, Facebook, Google, PayPal, Square. And why do they need the data? To protect the consumers, of course. Oh, yeah, I mean, why else? <laughs> They're just looking out for us. Big Brother is just, just looking out for you. To protect your freedom. Protect your freedom. Protect your freedom. That's right. Nothing but uh, best intentions in mind for you, slave. So, uh, yeah. They, uh... They called out for these safeguards in late December and uh, just got their press release out this week. You know, I guess the holidays kind of threw a wrench in the gears Yeah, for moving your little uh, press releases, news releases, and getting them out published in the M5M mainstream. Yeah, it's not easy when the interns go home for holiday break to get the press releases written. Oh, no. And, you know, to throw the semi-magic number in there again... There were three major issues they discussed. Customer service, account access, and third-party scams. Oh, boy. Because life isn't already scam enough. But, you know, uh, they admitted that the main issue when it comes to all these apps and mobile payments and whatever is human error. What do you think about that? Yeah, it sounds right. Sounds about right. People putting in the wrong recipient name, refreshing the page before it, uh, you know, sends through. Ugh. It's like uh, ordering Taco Bell and putting in the wrong location. Oh, yeah, yeah. You might have a saved location and it didn't update because <laughs> you might have your locations turned off on your phone. Yeah. And then uh, are you going to drive 15 minutes to pick up your T-Bell and it'll be cold on the counter? No. Or you no. gonna spend twenty five on the hold of customer service. To that get it one, corrected. always that one. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you no, know. just totally hypothetical situation. Oh yeah, it happens to plenty of people on the daily. I'm sure. I've heard that it could happen <laughs> on Minecraft. Yes, uh, ordering the T bill on Minecraft. Well, you know, if it happens to you, you can always uh, send in a report to the app you're using. I guess to hopefully reverse the payment. And if that doesn't work, just contact your bank. Tell them, hey, I fucked up. Reverse this payment. Yeah, that's what banks are for. Yeah. I, I mean, I've certainly never made a mistake like that. Having to ask for a payment to be uh, sent back. and Yeah, you're flawless. No. You're flawless. No, I have issues with PayPal. And what sucks about PayPal is if you want to return a payment to someone, say, who lives across the world, and you don't want to pay shipping fees to send them something... 
the PayPal takes the, uh, you know, they take that percent when the payment comes through to you. And then they, you know, don't give that back. (laughs) And then you have to pay that cut. So you just get fucked in the butt with PayPal (laughs) if you want to return money to sender. It's, uh, what can I say? I can I say? I have been in that situation, I will admit. Human error on my behalf for not figuring out how to block international orders on my uh, cute little vintage online thrift store that I try to run. The bull is demanding a time code, so I'm going to write a time code. <laughs> All right. Yeah, time code. <laughs> well, I'll wait till you're back to at the bell, but... Uh, I'm always at the bell, but... Oh, good. 33 women were murdered in Trinidad and Tobago in oh, 2021. That's a weird, uh, weird stat. Yeah, I was like, that's a pretty low number, but I don't know what the population is, so maybe it's not. Quite small place. I mean, it's like uh, two islands. Two islands. But yes, those 33 murders accounted for a little over 7% of the total 447 murders from last year. 26 of them were domestic violence cases looks like which uh, is a large majority 1.3 million 2021 estimate population Uh, 33 out of over a million not bad no 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 but think about that 26 of them pissed off their husbands enough to get murdered at home damn that's like that's the majority yeah and there were this goes both ways of course there were men murdered by their wives too or partners or whatever so yeah, that is a 36% drop, though, from 2020 when 47 women were murdered. And we didn't hear about it because it was not the magic number. Correct. Also, I appreciate you, Phoenix in the Bowl, correcting my pronunciation. Tobago. Tobago. Or not Tobago. What did I say? Tobago. That is the Tobago. question. Tobago. 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 I should have said the Caribbean islands. Caribbean Caribbean? <laughs> Oh, potato, potato. <laughs> Anyways, I saved my best story for last in oh. tonight's top 333. Now you got me all jitty. Yes. This one, Quirkess sent to me earlier. Just crazy. A Chinese man was able to find his biological mom using a map that he hand drew 33 years after he was abducted. Damn. Yeah. He's 37 now. And a uh, neighbor lured him away at the age of four with a toy, then uh, trafficked him 1,200 miles away from home. And he couldn't remember, like, he didn't know the name of his village or anything. Um, But because of the one-child policy China had between 1980 and 2015, wealthy families wanted sons, and they were willing to pay good money for one. Right. So that's what happened to him. Uh, He was raised by... A wealthier family taken away from his village. And he talked in the articles I've read about, you know, just trying, just dreaming about his home and telling himself, like, I can't forget what mom and dad look like. I can't forget what the town looked like. So he you drew. You can't. You can't. You can't risk it. No. 33 years later, wouldn't you know, he draws up this map and it's got detailed houses, locations where the cows grazed where the trees were growing, uh, this big wooden bucket that the townspeople used to cook their rice in, all sorts of weird details. And he brought it to the police and submitted a blood test and asked them to help him find his biological parents. I called the police. The police were able to narrow it down 
to a mountain village. And then they are able to find his mom and blood test her and prove that it is his mom. Nice. Sadly, his dad passed away while he was gone for those three decades. Bummer. But on January 1st, he was able to meet back up with his mom and it looked like maybe a brother. So that was pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. There were uh, 8,300 children that had been abducted and were found and returned to their, or, you know, reunited with their families yeah. under a recent initiative over there in China. Wild. Yes. And, and you know, Chinese news is probably going to be a norm coming in soon, coming in hot, if it's not already in America. Yeah. Yeah. They're buying up everything. And there's a lot of them. Yep. A lot of people over there in China. And uh, another thing I thought was interesting about this story is that he talked about how these kids aren't really willing to bring their second families to court because they've grown attached to them. They became their families. They were taken when they were so young. Sure. You know, they, they love those people it's like too for raising parents, them. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like being adopted, except for, you know, you stole the kid and paid for him. Right. But, it, you know, adopted, you you consensually uh, bought a child when they're abdo- adopted, I suppose. Yeah. You still kind of pay for them. Hmm. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> that was quite that was quite a story. I like human interest <laughs> stories like that, especially when the magic numbers popping up in them. But ah, uh, you know the magic number when it starts uh, popping up, it's really spreading with the coof stories. <coughs> oh shit! And now that Christmas is over, they're rolling that ball back out again. You know, gotta scare the slaves into submission or try to. I love uh, getting your thumb on the pulse every week of like. If there's a lot or a little bit, you know, whether it's hard to find 33 stories or whether they slow down, you know, mm, it's this... interesting the cycles that, that that it goes through. Yeah. Yeah. I liked that they slowed it down for Christmas. I appreciated that. Yeah. Especially because I had a stuffy nose. I had a cold. Makes sense. Koof me didn't want to get Koof again. I didn't want to talk about it in my news stories, but here we are. Yeah, he does seem a bit woozy, doesn't he? I'll stop with these stories when people stop koofing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Will be never because everyone gets, I mean, the cold is probably as old as our existence. But anyways, there were 33 deaths this past week in New Mexico. And luckily that was the only uh, magic number death count. However, there were 33 new cases in Howell County, Missouri. Ooh. Agra, India. A place in India written erode. I don't know if it's pronounced differently, but it's E-R-O-D-E, erode, India. Uh... <laughs> Tulumne County, California. Another name probably butchering. And this is the great part about not being a mainstream person. I'm allowed to say things in a funny, fucked up way. I love that. I love that. Because <laughs> I really butchered a lot of these places. Is that allowed? Judges? Judges? Is uh, that allowed? It, it better okay. be. I, but, you know, the fitting punishment is let me know. I'll bend over. Can you spell the California County? Yeah, T U O L U M N E. Oh yeah, Tolumni. This is probably exactly how you feel when I start talking about balancing channels. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Someone in California is just shaking their head, or you know, when people start talking about places in Missouri like uh, Versailles, Haiti. Right. It's tough, man. You got to be Always. a local to really know. Yeah. Gotta be local to know. Or, you know, just more worldly than I am. My apologies, JCD, cringing over there in California. Uh, Brookings County, South Dakota, had 33 new cases. Um, 
Chandigarh, India, and wrapping it up, Old Lime, Connecticut. Much better than the new lime. <laughs> I don't want any lime with a Y in it. They fucked up the new lime, dude. I don't know if you've tasted it, but uh, I prefer the old lime. Oh, well, you know how they're handling food these days. They grow it in one country, then they put it in a plastic bag in another country, then they ship it over here, and it has to travel between 33 countries. <sighs> we should just be growing our own food. But, unfortunately, that roundup is not the end of my goof stories tonight. Oh, no. Oh, shit. The magic number (coughs) had a heyday in headlines. Oh, man. There were two allegedly coof deaths of 33-year-olds, which I won't get into. Okay. Uh, There was a uh, guy who recovered from the coof after being on a ventilator for 33 days. Wow, that's a long time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, 36. 33 plus 3, of course. Nice. Uh, so, but you know, the whole, all these articles end with like, if only they had gotten the jab, this wouldn't have happened. And that's not what I'm hearing. I'm hearing plenty of people with the jab are uh, getting pretty sick, you know? Mm-hmm. But anyway, Turkey reported over 33,000 cases in a day. Well, uh, that seems like a lot. Yeah. But, you know, if if Turkey's got all these rapid tests, like we're seeing, being handed out for free in the show-me state here, eh, I believe it. Yeah. I believe 33,000 people would swab their nose and get a positive result. And then hand it to somebody else. Yeah, and become a statistic. Here you go! <laughs> uh, Osage County, Oklahoma, came out with a headline that 33% of their population is vaccinated. It doesn't say fully. It just says vaccinated. Uh, New York City. Hits a 33% positivity rate. Wow. Oof. Uh, yeah. Oofing with the coofing. <laughs> 33 Dorset areas where more than 1% of the population is infected with COVID. That's a, a stretch of a story, my dear. But this <laughs> no is what doubt. happens across the pond. Um, 33 medical staff in Ahmedabad, India, tested positive with the coof. Oh, this was uh, my final 33 one, close to home, so I saved it for last. Uh, there was a letter signed by 33 current and former Johnson County, Kansas elected leaders saying that schools should require masks for all students because we can't free the children. We can't, you know, just let kids be kids. No. We can't let their immune systems handle the responsibility of getting better when they get sick. No. <sighs> no, we just need to slap the... Uh... Oh Slap my the pills gosh, anyway. breaking news in the bowl from Net and Ned. Little Caesars raises pizza costs 11% with 33% more pepperoni. <gasps> Does the 33% more pepperoni justify the price increase? Yes. <laughs> 33% more pepperoni is a lot more pepperoni, man. That's a third of your pepperoni. It's 33% more pepperoni added. for only 11% more uh, dough. I mean, Little Caesars is pretty cheap pizza as you start off anyway, you know? They got all them $5 pies and shit. $5 pie. $5 pie. I like the pies you make yourself. You know, you slap the dough together with some hot water. Yeah. Uh, homemade pizzas are the best. Make some... Uh, Scratch pizza. Tomato paste with crushed tomatoes. Little pizza sauce action. And you can put all your own shit in there, man. Mm. Cook up some sausage. Guys with pepperoni. You got uh, them big-ass deli pepperonis. I'm not talking about them little... Yeah, we're talking about the real pepperoni. Bullshit comes out of a Lunchables box. I'm talking about real pepperoni, man. That's right. The one that Mickey sliced real thin for you at the deli. Mm. Fucking four-inch pepperoni, big ones. Yeah, that's the that's the life for me, man. <laughs> four-inch pepperoni, big ones. Big ones. Put it on my pizza at home, in my kitchen, where I can cook naked. 
Hell yeah. That's right. And uh, I have one final coof story. Oh boy. This one's uh, for laughs or for getting angry about. I don't know. A little bit of both. You gotta laugh, Comedy right? and tragedy combined. Uh, there's a Chicago teacher flying to Iceland. And midway through her flight, she gets a sore throat. So what does she do? What any good slave would do. Pulls out her rapid test that she brought along and decides to test herself. And guess what? <laughs> that low accuracy piece of shit comes out positive. Oh, brother. So she decides to tell the flight attendant, I just tested positive. In that voice, because her throat was sore on a plane, which is just totally unheard of. I just, I've never heard of people you getting sick on planes before. Can't just shut the fuck up for another <laughs> 45 minutes. Well, there was four hours left. Oh, jeez, four hours. the flight attendant oh, no. alerts her that they just didn't have enough empty seats to properly isolate her. Oh, no. So you know what she does? This Jumps out the emergency exit. Warrior? No, 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 because that could compromise the safety of everyone. Is she decides she can just stay in the bathroom for the last four <laughs> hours of the flight. And I will tell you. Oh, brother. That made me mad. Because what if someone had to poop their pants because she was hot, locked in the bathroom? Well, they got to poop her pants. Well, she's dead. I don't think that's, you know, brave or stunning or helpful at all, blocking the bathroom for four hours. Jeez. What if someone wanted to join the uh, Mile High Club, you know? Or, uh, <laughs> the, the, you need the bathroom. It's a crucial component of the plane. In four hours is a long time to go if you got a weak bladder. They could have just put a barf bag over her head and tied the bottom with something. I mean, come on. Yeah. I'm sure there are plenty of plastic bags on that plane. And I know that the plastic bubbles make people feel kind of safe somehow. So just, you know, plastic bag, plastic bubble. Eh. Terrible. But how did how did the news find out about this? How did it hit the mainstream? She posted a TikTok selfie video from the bathroom. And this is where I got actually angry. <laughs> with her mascara running this and shit. <laughs> person, this lady who's teaching children in chicago of course it's a sitting, teacher oh my sitting God. in the bathroom with two masks on her fucking face locked in a bathroom alone wearing two masks taking a selfie video in which at the end of it she flips off the camera with her very professionally done nails oh, her totally made up face you know she's got more than one rapid test in her bag you know i'm just ugh ugh it just made me sick. Hey, lady. Stupid! You're so stupid! Yeah. Virtue signaling is gross. Get the fuck out of the bathroom and just sit down and shut up. No one cares. Anyways, with that, let's go behind the curtain. Because God knows I need a joint now. So when are we smoking some weed? Right? Meow. Out of California this week, there was a uh, lawsuit that just dropped. That's pretty... I thought it was interesting. Uh, I had to do a lot of reading to, to piece this together in my mind, how this works. Uh, but anyways, it's uh, this dispensary, Natural Healing Center. And they're suing a county in California whose name I know I'm probably going to mispronounce. I can't wait. San Luis Obispo. O-B-I-S-P-O. Obispo? Obispo? I don't know. But... uh. You know, it's if, Obispo. Obispo. <laughs> Obispo. Obispo. I don't know. But anyways, um, NHC, Natural Healing Center, they're 
suing the county, claiming the license for their retail store operator permit was improperly revoked last October. They received a letter, uh, and it just said, hey, you know, you can't operate. Uh, because the dude who applied for the license, the former owner and operator, pled guilty to federal charges of bribery that involved a late county supervisor named Adam Hill, and he pled guilty to underreporting millions of dollars in taxes. Uh-oh. However, this guy had signed over, he transferred all the interest and the ownership to his girlfriend with the city's written consent. Smart. And so they're arguing that what he did shouldn't affect the company. They shouldn't get their uh, license revoked. It doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah, yeah, he's no longer with us. Yeah, he's not affiliated. Yeah. Um, side note, he's scheduled to be sentenced February 11th, so I will be following up on that. And when it comes to that Lake County supervisor I mentioned, uh, he suicided on oh, no. a mix of uh, his antidepressant he was prescribed, amitriptyline, and cocaine. This was in August 2020. Uh, he had attempted suicide right before the FBI agents raided his office in March 2020 regarding this bribery case. So that was uh, interesting when someone gets suicided. You're doing drugs. You need to be punished. So the lawsuit alleges the city misapplied its own permitting policies when the officials sent the company the letter in October revoking their permit based on the man's dayspring. His name's Helios Dayspring. His criminal actings, uh, citing, of course, false or misleading information in obtaining and maintaining the operator permit. And that's the key there. Misleading information in obtaining. That's where the city's clinging on to. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's a part on the permit where you have to, uh, you know, state that you've never uh, spent money for illegal purposes. Sure. You've never falsified any documents and you've never been involved in any tax fraud you've or always, evasion of taxes. Always been a good boy. And that man filled out the form and said that, which we now know is false. Right. Because he pled guilty. He's a bad boy. So... <laughs> That's where the city is standing, saying, you can't just say, well, you didn't catch it then. Now we have to pretend it didn't happen. It did happen. And right. We want our license back, and we want to give it to someone who wasn't- uh, An actual good boy. Because <laughs> right. you know the girlfriend's always covering. She's as bad. You well, know, she, has, she has no criminal record. Oh, yeah, that's- <laughs> She's yeah. A, on paper, she's a good slave. She's a good boy, too. Yes, of course. But, uh, yeah, well, that's why you run it through the one, you know. And I love this, too. It's like uh, the city is standing on, like, we don't want people who are involved in the black market operating our emerald market. Or, you know, not the emerald market, but the state legal market while this all remains federally illegal. It's just crazy. It's like, who the hell's going to get in there that wasn't involved before? Well, and then then you have... uh, you know, the social justice applicants in the other states, you know, the oh, reparations applicants. Like, oh, no, we, we, we're we saving some of these applications specifically for black market operators. Isn't it? The mental gymnastics here are just wild. It's just wild, the, the width of the spectrum of these rollouts and these laws, you know? Yeah. There's no consistency. There's wild swings this way and that way. There's no logical... You know, it's just no. a, it's just a circus. It is a circus. It's the Wild West in a way. I mean, it's fun but, to watch, but 
I'm just gonna get you tired after a while trying yeah. to track all this shit. Oh, for real. It's like just uh, yeah. oh, just move to uh, Illinois. <laughs> like, yeah, and get I yourself s- a uh, leg up on the competition. But it's also a great time to be sitting on the sidelines watching it all go down and just waiting to see who rises to the top at the end. Mm, the cream and then rises to the top. Oh eh. yeah. And you know it's Amazon. Right. <laughs> it's just a monopoly of weed. Uh, but anyway. On um, a long enough timeline, only Bezos survives. So the company thinks they should have been granted a hearing before the permit was taken away, uh, which is in the city policy. But they just got that letter, and that was the end of it. And to illustrate how fucked they are because of this, um, they haven't even opened the doors of their dispensary, but they were renovating the store, getting ready for a 2022 open, I believe. Mm-hmm. And they've been paying rent $55,000 a month yeah, on the store. Yeah, not to mention the... With a five-year lease. Non-refundable application fees and all the insurance, all of the equipment. Oh, man. All of the salaries and, they've been paying, even though the, the doors aren't open yet, you know, you, there's definitely been staff paid to yes. get all this shit ready. Well, they have retail stores in three other cities, and they also have delivery services. Oh, man. So now that so, all crumbles. It's a lot of infrastructure to be on the hook for, for sure, and no revenue to show for it. Ugh. Yeah. No, that's hurt. So we'll see where this goes. Of course, there's no uh, court hearing scheduled yet. And I was trying to find out when he signed over all the um, the company to his girlfriend. I couldn't find a date on that. So yeah, we'll uh, keep you updated in the yeah. bowl on this topic. But in Colorado this past week, you know, new year, new beginnings, great time for some uh, PR stunts. The Colorado governor pardoned 1,351 people for their past marijuana convictions uh, that dealt with possessing two ounces or less because under the new law, adults can now legally possess two ounces instead of one. Nice, doubling up. Yeah. So I guess if you had a possession that was more than the legal limit, you couldn't have uh, gotten the expungement that should have come along with legalization. Uh. So you're getting a pardon now, which isn't as good as an expungement. But it is. It's a step in the right direction after all. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction after all. Yay! Yeah, but maybe not a step in the right direction. As of January 1st this year, medical patients in Colorado will be limited to purchasing 8 grams of concentrate daily, whereas the previous limit was 40 grams. Ooh, that's way low. And that's... The new one, I mean. In my opinion, that's a lot of concentrates, but I don't know what doses are for severely ill patients. You yeah. know what? It, they'll have Especially to get a, if they're eating it. You know, I don't know. Right. I th- I believe the thing that makes it stupid in my mind is this daily thing. Like, why not just uh, fifty six a week? You know, you can buy fifty six grams a week. Why is it you gotta drive into the place every day for another eight grams? I agree with that, especially if you have to travel to a dispensary. It's like mandating. That doesn't make any sense. Mandating crackhead type behavior. You know, you're going to get it every day. Eh. Yeah. Now, of course, and, you're probably not buying eight grams every single day because that's a shitload of concentrates, but. But if you had to travel to get your medicine, like I said. Right. You're going to stock up. Like buying groceries. Correct. I just, I don't understand the limits at all. But th- that's the thing. If Take you're, my money. If you're, if you're able to stock up, just do 56 a week if it's the same number. Shit, just go 50 a week. You ain't gonna need that much. Nobody's buying, you know, almost two ounces of concentrate. 
for personal use every week. No, but you know. Well, maybe I don't know. Fifty could get you for a month. I, 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 the exception there would prove the rule. Sure, you know what I'm saying. Agreed. Guaranteed. There's fucking Stony Mac out there. Yeah. (laughs) Doing twelve grams in one fucking dab. Right. I was going to say those crazy dab videos. Fucking retard mode on the dabs. You know. We're walking around the cannabis cup. But it's it's not. It's not most people. Let's just put it that way. They're dropping a shatter rope. Yeah, onto like the rigs. Fucking stalag and you're just like, oh, oh my god, <clears throat> my little bitty uh, pinhead derb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would have to be carried on a stretcher after something like that. <laughs> no asthmatics, man. Like Mo said, you're you know bargaining, making your bargains with God. Oh so. god, <laughs> ridiculous. Oh, yeah, but uh. Another thing that uh, changed in 2022 for Colorado dispensaries is that they now have to provide educational materials to patients, like a pamphlet that uh, warns about overusing concentrates. Ooh. So, yeah. Ugh. Also, uh, I don't know why the government thinks handing somebody a pamphlet's going to help, you know? It probably just goes in the trash can, right? It's like uh, having a <gasps> terms of service to agree to. It might not even make it to the recycling bin. Oh, no. Daddy government. It might just go right in the trash. Likely. Or out on the ground. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Guaranteed. There's got to be at least a couple dozen. Guaranteed. Uh, Colorado regulators are delaying the implementation of a rule that's going to require vaporizers to all be tested for metal contamination. Mm. And uh, that's because none of the marijuana testing facilities have been certified to perform that kind of testing. So, yeah, that, that, I'll be honest, man, I hate regulations, but that one seems like a reasonable one out of regulations. Because that metal exposure is no good, man. It'll fuck you up forever. True. If you survive it, you know. True. However, they should have, you know, provided the certification along right, with this right. rule, you no. know, given them the training it's, and stuff, had it, it all set up and ready to go. If they make a burden of uh, a rule you have to follow, they also have the burden of you know, providing a mechanism with which to measure whether or not you're following it. So, yes. Yeah. It's just silly. And then, you know, once one gets the certification, they'll just be the testing facility. So now it's a race for them. Yeah, race to monopolize. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Friday was the deadline for municipalities in New York to opt out of allowing weed dispensaries and consumption sites in their jurisdictions. Uh, when I last checked the count, there were 642 that opted out of dispensaries in their area, and 733 little magic number T's in there opting out of consumption sites. Mm. Which I think is, I think it's lame to opt out uh, and not take people's tax revenue. Yeah, just just lame in my opinion, but whatever. Extra lame. You know, it's also. I suppose nice to give the people the choice and the option. I don't know. But cultivators and delivery services are exempt from the opt-out. So uh, the mayor-elect of Rochester, New York, talked about using tax revenue from weed sales to fund guaranteed basic income programs for eligible participants. Mm. And I guess that... uh, the Rochester City Council already approved a pilot basic income guaranteed program, which would uh, or will provide $500 a month 
to 175 families living below the federal poverty level. level. Ooh. So, 500 bucks a month. I mean, the mooch factor is pretty high with this crowd. <laughs> the mooch factor. You don't want to be a mooch. <laughs> yeah. but Dude, I've been mooching off you for years. Those funds are coming out of uh, the Dusty Man's American Rescue Plan. Wow. So it had to be spent some way or another. Oh, and uh, coincidentally, there are 33 <gasps> active guaranteed income programs using those funds in the United States right now. There's a little fun fact there. This week in New Hampshire, lawmakers will vote to override or not uh, Governor Chris Sununu's veto of a bill that would let medical cannabis companies reorganize as for-profit business corporations and LLCs. Hmm. There's yeah. got to be some kind of mechanism as things go to rack. Yeah, well, that's what uh, the governor said. Um, right now, you go to a non-profit treatment center to get your medical marijuana. And the governor said while he supports the therapeutic program, uh, the bill would create preordained monopolies that would dominate the marketplace if recreational becomes legal. Hmm. So, but uh, the bill had passed in the Senate 18 to 6, um, and then there was no roll call vote in the House, but seems like it'll probably get the two-thirds to undo that veto. In Ohio, the Secretary of State has said that the activists of Coalition to Regulate Marijuana Like Alcohol did not turn in enough valid signatures. So now um, they've got till January 13th to make up 13,000 signatures. 13,062 to be exact. Ooh, clock's ticking. And uh, I think they're kind of just looking at 2024. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's too bad. Oh, wait, no, 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 here. I I'm was t- going to say, that's, the- that's over a week, you know. Yeah, and you know, people uh, people love pot. So yeah. uh, a spokesman from the coalition was optimistic. Yeah, you saying, can get 13K. Yeah, they have an army of folks out there gathering get, signatures. You probably want to get about 25 to 30 minimum in that time. I wonder if they're paying their signature gatherers. Yeah. Gotta be. Yeah, there's no chance they're not. Uh, they passed in you around- can't, You can't get any of this shit done without paying people. It's impossible. Yeah, they submitted more than 200,000, uh, but 74,000 were outright rejected for, you know, the technical things like not being properly registered to vote. Yeah. I'm sure there were some, uh, oh, just can't read that one. Cross it off. Yeah, there's always a little fucking- ways to chip away at them yeah this group is trying to use a legal procedure called an initiated statute to legalize weed um which would if they get the signatures they need from half of ohio's counties uh, i would send their proposed recreational law to the legislature who would then have four months to adopt it or else they can collect another round of signatures to send it to the voters in november but they got options They got options. Yep. In Pennsylvania, the state Supreme Court ruled the smell of weed cannot on its own provide probable cause for cops to search a car, which is a good baby step in the right direction, right? Oh, yeah. It's a step in the right direction after all. This comes from a case, Timothy Oliver Barr II versus the Commonwealth. And uh, what happened was three years ago, his wife was driving. He was in the passenger seat. And they got pulled over by state police for failing to stop at a solid white line before an overpass. And the cop uh, smelled weed 
and said, I'm going to search your vehicle, and did, and found a plastic bag with less than a gram of weed uh, next to the center console. Mm. But Every time. Yeah, there was also a gun under the driver's seat. <laughs> um, Oops. And so the trial court ruled that the search was unconstitutional. Him and his wife were both able to provide medical cards, uh, and so the possession charge was dismissed. But in a separate opinion, a Pennsylvania justice noted noted that having the weed in a baggie instead of in a barcoded dispensary package sure. could establish probable cause. Interesting. So, yeah. Can't just have your damn weed yet, you know? Well, you got to keep it in the box it came in. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Ay, ay, ay. In Wisconsin, the governor set a state clemency record by granting 30 nonviolent violent weed and drug-related pardons, which is uh, 337 total pardons under oh. Governor Tony Evers, the most in the state's history granted by a governor in their first term. Wisconsin, nice. of course, is uh, running off of CBD-only legalization. Right. So, so basically nothing. Yes. Basically nothing. Basically nothing. And lastly, sadly, Wyoming activists did not gather enough signatures to get metal. They had two initiatives, medical or decriminalization. They Mm -hmm. didn't get enough signatures for either. They are looking to 2024 and hoping that they can uh, push our their state officials into uh, advancing some reform bill sooner. It's a real kick in the knackers, bro. Just a real ouchie, bro. Yeah, we'll get it next time. Yeah. Hopefully. Got to pay those signature gatherers. It depends, man. It's such a cultural thing, place by place, you know? There's still places where, like, the mainstream normie culture of a, a certain locale is just, like, totally against all of it. But not many places. They're just pockets across, you know? Nationally, pot beats just about every politician in polling. People love pot. What can I say? Pot's great. Free the weed. Yeah. Beer and whiskey pot. It's all Trifecta. pretty cool. You should. It's all pretty cool. It's like, it can get gross. But for the most part, it's pretty damn cool. And uh, I just think adults... just because it get gross, you, you should still be able to walk in, buy it, walk out. Yeah, without anybody fucking asking who you are or what you need it for. Like, let me buy my weed at the farmers market and grow it in my backyard with my tomatoes. Yeah, that's so not even anything to ask. I'm a simple woman with simple pleasures. <laughs> Sim- all right, <laughs> simple pleasures, simple needs, simple expectations. Sometimes my head hurts. I want to smoke a little weed. Yeah. Sometimes my back aches, and you know I'd rather smoke a little. Weed and pop Tylenol or all the other crap we have in our medicine cabinets, yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's so innocent. It's so nice. It's just what you need. Takes the edge off. Just like sipping a fine whiskey. Exactly. Yeah. But fine whiskey pairs with fine metal. It's true. Do we have a metal moment tonight? Uh, I think the Reverend is still working on the background. All right. Not heard from the Rev quite yet. He may be recording it as we speak, or he may still be huffing and puffing. Unloading this trailer, I'm not sure. You never know, but uh, there will be a metal moment. What we do know is that the Rev kicks ass. It's true. Week after week, day after day. It's on the road, reporting in from all over America with with a metal moment every time. You know, it doesn't matter where he is, where he's rolling to, he slides that metal moment in. So yeah, yes, yes, yes. And for that, we thank you. Thank you, Rev. And uh, we'll play it when we'll play when we get it. Until then, we are talking to some people about the first time they ever shit their pants. As an adult, and this, of course, if you remember last week, was thanks to uh, the one and only Sir Sir Seat Sitter, who, by the way, has not weighed in, even though I'm pretty sure he had a story. He was itching in the britching to tell us. 
He didn't want to be the first, though. He's yeah. Rest assured, there's people that have gone before you, uh, so you can call eight one six six zero seven three six six three and weigh in, just like this caller did here. In the bowl, ballerina. Who's in the bowl? For battles. In the you bowl. You want to know well, the first time I sharted myself? Yeah, let's hear it. Well, I guess not actually sharted. The first time I defecated my drawers. Did the poo poo? More specifically, my pants. But this story is about my drawers. The britches. Uh, did. So the first time I can remember, uh, or again, it wasn't just like, oop, that was not a fart, that was a shard. Um, so I was a house dog sitting or whatever for a family member, and the wife, she had made me, uh, or the, the lady, uh, whatever, lady, uh, the lady of the house, she made me some spaghetti sauce to have, and uh, I was too lazy to cook up the noodles, so I was like, well, just add some spices to it, thicken <laughs> it up a little bit, and have it as salsa. Okay. Uh, yeah, so a lot of spices, and I put hot sauce and whatnot on everything I'll eat, so that added to uh, the spaghetti salsa stuff I was uh, having. Yeah. So anyway, I ate that, and then later, don't remember how much longer, because this was years and years ago, but I went for a run, it was like, three, four miles or something like that, and I'm a little bit more than halfway back, or probably about three-quarters of the way back or whatever, and trying to kind of hold it in and just keeping that sphincter tight. <laughs> Couldn't do it. <laughs> all of a sudden, I kind of dropped drawer, and I can, like, all of a sudden, go a little bit in the drawers. Oh, no. Great. So I remember I uh, dropped drawers a little bit by the street. There was a bush or whatever, and just kind of on the bush, and... Uh, and then I just remember running running back to the house that I didn't even live at, just dogs sitting there, whatever. And <laughs> I'm running down the street and there's some stuff down my leg and, and whatnot and then I get back and I have to kinda of like hose everything off and, you know, clean it up and whatnot and yeah, it's pretty embarrassing, but you know, now I'm just telling this little just being keeping it secret here in the in the in the bowl here. But uh anyway. secret safe with us. Uh, yeah. Don't have a lot of spicy uh stuff when you're just eating liquid sauce stuff with chips so all right all right welcome now chris rabatos adios stay dangerous love y'all always Bye. always dangerous adios we love you yes love you christopher battles yeah sometimes you just gotta uh release the pressure relieve that pressure valve you know? yeah when you gotta go you drop gotta the go. drawers a little oh man can be bad dude can be bad news can be good news can be bad news you never know you never know like this next caller, you never know. Oh, fuck. You're going to make me shit my pants. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, one time I had the thing that makes you, like, uncontrollably run from both ends. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you got to mm. sit on the toilet with a bucket. Puking I know there's a specific holes, yeah. name for it. It's escaping me at the moment. But the keeper was moving from Virginia back out to Minnesota for the last time, and um, this was shortly after, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, shortly before I myself moved out this way, but, uh, you know, I woke up, I was like, oh, man, I feel like garbage, and, you know, I had an early morning pack up the rest of the stuff in the U-Haul and get the car on the trailer so that they, her and her dad could drive it back, and I was like, oh, man, I feel like shit this morning, like, six o'clock, seven o'clock in the morning, whatever. And uh I step up on the wheel well of the trailer, like after everything had already been done, thank God, I just make that motion of like spreading my legs and apply <laughs> the forward momentum on that first leg. 
put myself up onto the trailer and there it went. Oh, flexed the wrong muscles. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I just shit my fucking pants in front of my dad, my girlfriend's dad. Isn't that oh, the yeah. way it fucking goes? <laughs> I'm not even technically sure that was the first time. Maybe that was the last time, other than just right now. <laughs> but there was a. Uh, uh, oh, maybe this was the first time. So I said, hey, that light that you just hung on the truss, it's backwards. You gotta switch, you gotta flip that light around so it's pointing the right direction. Well, bitch didn't believe me. Uh oh. She didn't do nothing about it. So, I went by, I grabbed the light, and I fucking switched it around. They go to take the trip, the truck all the way out to its, uh, high trim, you know, where, like, where it's gonna be for the show. Yeah. My boss comes up, he's like, hey, that fucking light's hung backwards, you didn't catch it? And I was like, I fixed it! And then, what had happened was this girl went back behind me and switched it back around. Oh, what the fuck! So like, oh I was my trying god! To, in the air, in a harness, trying to flip this light around, but I had fucked up the way the safety runs on the uh, actual light, <laughs> and the light had fallen as I was trying to switch it around. It had fallen through my legs and was like dangling on this steel aircraft cable oh, no. in between my legs, and like. It took every single muscle in my body to hoist that thing up, and I was fairly certain I'd shit my <laughs> 40 feet up in the air because all of my resources went to getting that light pulled up between my legs in the ball. <laughs> in the ball! Oh, man. <laughs> epic. You got some epic ones, man. Yes. Wow. <laughs> up in the air, shitting them britches, man. <laughs> Good moves, Booberry. We salute you. Uh, we slit you in your drawers. Oh, man. That one had me a few different times. Uh, next caller. You're in. In the bowl, y'all. In the bowl. Um, so, yeah, I'm trying to remember the first time I ever uh, shit my pants. Well, <laughs> actually, I will uh, I'll, I'll tell you a recent time that I did it because it was the first time I did it while I was running. Okay. And, yes, as somebody who's, who's uh, run a few miles uh, over the last couple of years, uh, yeah, uh, that's happened, right? And, uh, yeah, sometimes what happens is you're, you're, you're out there and, you know, there's, and there's not always, uh, bathrooms around. Uh, you know, this, this is going through the neighborhoods. I'm actually pretty lucky that, like, um, like over at the school, uh, which is not too far from where I live, there, there's, they have porta potties outside, uh, for the, you know, like in the sports fields and that kind of thing. So there are ways to actually, um, yeah, to, to, to use the facilities, but sometimes they're not close enough. And sometimes, yeah. Stuff happens, Uh-oh. and you're literally running, and yeah, stuff wants to escape, and yeah, uh, it's a big old fucking mess to clean up when you when you eventually do get into the bathroom and mm-hmm. pull down your uh, pull down your pants and go, oh yeah, um, sometimes that happens. So um, yeah, and you know this is and actually it's something that happens to people who run for you know, uh, long distances, right? You know, they were talking marathon or ultra marathon distances at times is that, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, the bodily functions still need to happen um, regardless of whether you're running or not. And, um, yep. and I guess if you do that long enough and this from, from some of the other runners I've talked to, uh, yeah, it's something that's going to happen, right? That you're going to, that at some point you're going to uh, shit your pants uh, while <laughs> you're, uh, while you're hauling ass. Um, so 
Yeah, anyway, but yeah, that's, I'm sure there's been other times I've done it as an adult. I know there's been other times I've done it, uh, sometimes, you know, the usual shirts and that kind of thing. But the, yeah, the literal shitting your pants does happen when you're running sometimes. Uh, yeah, there, even if you do go to the bathroom before you go, uh, sometimes, yeah, the things happen. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah, I don't have, I don't have my soundboard because I'm sitting in my car at the moment, but, uh, oh. uh there you go. Um, and, uh, in the bowl, y'all. In the bowl. In there the you bowl. go. Oh, boy. Who, by the way, with Phoenix had live a, a great live after no agenda on Sunday. Yeah, lotuspodcast.net. Check them out if you haven't already. That's right. Yeah, I know I've read about long distance runners having to poop their pants to either beat their best time or, you know, just nowhere to stop, nowhere to go. What are you going to do? Wow, he, he got a uh, three potential titles of that transcript. Ooh. A way to go, phone boy. See, there's right and wrong, and <laughs> that happens suck, and to shoot your pants. <laughs> to shoot your pants. Oh, that's a trifecta. Oh, my God. Transcription bot errors that I make was, great show titles. I was just trying to uh, keep it together while writing that down. Yeah. It was tough. <laughs> my eyes was watering. <laughs> oh, speaking of uh, Phoenix and Funboy. So, Lorian, Spencer. Hello, Phoenix. in the bowl, Hi, Phoenix. people. In the bowl. It's Phoenix. Of course. You know, from the Lotus Podcast. You may have heard of it. Saturday, 5 Eastern, 2 Pacific, because you want it for Christmas. Ho, you love ho, it. Ho, ho, You gotta have it. Gotta need it. So the first time I ever shit my pants as an adult, sadly, I remember it. Oh, you can never I forget it, right? having tummy issues, and I had just gotten out of the truck to go inside at my terminal. To use the facilities, obviously, and, um, well, yeah, apparently walking plus gravity equaled there was no holding back the torrent of, oh, my God. Uh-oh. And needless to say, I threw those undergarments away, and, uh, oh, boy, it was an uncomfortable walk back to the truck to um, take the jeans off and put them in a bag, tie them up. Uh, the next time I take a shower, wash them out, get cleaned up, so on, so forth. Oh, I hate being an adult at times. It's very overrated. For anyone who hasn't tried it, I don't recommend it. But, hey, there you have it. In the bowl, y'all. Love you guys bunches. Bye. Love you. In the bowl, Phoenix. We love you. Nah. Being an adult is still fun. You just got to do shit, you know. Yeah. You got to clean up your own shit, which is just... Part of uh, it's part of the game. Yeah. yeah, part of the game. There's great times, epic times, and then there's real shitty times. Every time, man. And right when uh, Chris brought this topic up, this always reminds me of George Bratt telling the story of when he shit his pants. And there's like, I don't know how old this thing is. It's like probably a decade old at least. But he's just out. George Bratt is like a big Kansas City Royal star from the '80s, right? And uh, you know he's been coach and manager in all different positions within the team after he stopped being a player but he's out there like during practice stretchings or warm-ups or whatever with the boys and he's just telling the story about shitting his pants i wanted to play it as a uh, part of the right side back to the right gentlemen both hands right side part of the program here part of the left side i shit my pants last night i did Went out and had a great meal, just a great fucking meal. And I had to go to the bathroom so bad in the car. I'm going, travel, hurry up, man. I got to shit. 
I'd fucking shit in my pants. I wouldn't do Oh, the audio's pretty bad on it. I'm good uh, twice a year for that. When was the last time you <laughs> shit your pants? Yeah. Been a while? I was in Vegas a couple years ago. Just an honest to God true story. Staying at the Bellagio. I went over to the Mirage for dinner, met some friends of mine over there. Went to Kokomo's, a great little steakhouse. The guy brings out some fresh crab legs. He just came in, I gotta give them to you guys. So I'm eating them. Then we go play gamble a little bit. So I had a tea time early in the morning. So I said, look, I gotta get going. I'm walking back to the hotel. I get three quarters of the way out of the lobby and all of a sudden I go, oh fuck. And I'm standing here like this. I got my butt pinched so fucking, I'm, I'm fucked, I can't move. All of a sudden, you know, felt all right. I went just like this. Water. I had that some food poisoning from the crabs. Take off my leather jacket, tied it around my waist, and I'm just standing there, and it's just running down my leg. I got jeans on, black bucks, no socks, and uh, I just start fucking walking. Every time I'm walking, something's coming out. It's water, straight fucking water. Then, to check how sick I was, tell you how sick I was. Then I'm standing outside and I got on my cell phone and I called the guy. I said, Larry, you won't believe this. I'm standing outside the fucking Bellagio. I can't move. I got shit everywhere. I shit all over myself. And Larry's about a 48 waist. So he brings me over a pair of pants and, a, and some towels and some towels. And so he then he comes over and he meets me where I'm I tell him where I'm standing. He finds the closest bathroom. When you go up the escalator, you go into the fuck. I can't get in the elevator. So, so he goes in, he finds the closest bathroom in the lobby of the hotel, and then I get in the escalator, and he kind of pretends like he dropped something so no one gets behind me, tells me where it is, I go in there, he goes and gets the towel all wet for me, throws it over the fucking stall, I take off all my fucking clothes, just wipe off, leave my shoes, left my shoes, my pants, everything right there, the towels right there in the stall, and I'm walking barefoot with my shirt and his pants that are 48 waist to the lobby like this. Dudes are like trying to walk away from this story. The most perfect double tapered shit I've ever had in my life. True story. True story. True story. True story. And still under the uh, time limit for voicemails. Nice. Uh, I'll have to patch that in post. I should have listened to it first and pre-patched it for the live guys. But, uh, you know, in the bowl, you just improvise sometimes, you know. That's why you listen live. That's right. It's like this next caller with the improvisation. Hey, 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 hey. In the bowl. In the bowl? In the bowl. Great fucking Sabbath for the... Oh, hell yeah. Last um, intro song. I love playing that one before. Pre show, the show. song. <laughs> I love playing that one. Yeah, Sabbath cannot go wrong. If I play that pre show, it's always that the has. last one. Anyway, hi. Hey. Um, yeah, can you tell? I hit it. Uh, I hit it. She hit I it. Hit it. Uh, Tested very positive for hitting it. Before the big motherfucking menacing blizzard that's <laughs> supposed to hit like now from like nine p.m. to like 6 p.m. tomorrow like crazy gusts of like up to 50 miles per hour expected whiteout blizzard <laughs> just you know apocalyptic um storm snowstorm blizzard coming through um here in the southeastern minnesota nuts area not expected to hit the cities though so blueberry might be safe hopefully yeah um I'm hoping so, man. It's supposed to be pretty wicked, like, too dangerous to drive in. Too dangerous to drive in. Doesn't that suck? Do you guys, 
Do you guys ever get storms out there in Kansas City like that? I mean, not, not obviously so not snowstorms, but I would expect maybe like wicked ass um, rainstorms just plowing, yeah. plowing through. Sometimes, sometimes. it's a, sto- a snow, so, maybe once well, or twice a decade. Right, It'll be either snow or okay. ice. All right, my phone is okay, so I have like a minute left. Yeah. All right, so, 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 what a shitty topic tonight. Uh, you can thank Sir Sir Seat Center. <laughs> All right, I'm just teasing you. It's a shitty topic. Yeah, I mean, you it know. is a topic which comprises shit. <laughs> shit no, happens. Really. Shit it's happens. Good. Uh, you're going to get some fucked up voicemails. No doubt. I know that much. Fucked up. As fucked up as, as my head and my heart. My heart is breaking in half. Uh-oh. But... What is healing a little is that you um, are here for us. And Definitely. And bring us such a wonderful show. And um, you're wonderful, honestly. Your beautiful spirits and soul, you know, it means a lot. As are you. It means a lot. I feel like you're two friends that I haven't lost. Hmm. And I'm losing one of the best ones I've ever had. Damn. I'm sorry, um, man. I'm sorry. I'm being depressing, I know. Nah, you know. I'm going to tell you a little story when I call back. Okay. <laughs> Very shitty. <laughs> In the bowl. <laughs> Lay the shit on us. Okay, yeah, you knew I couldn't do this shit without leaving two voicemails. You had to have a... Two voicemail know, minimum for this girl. Worm it up. So, for the worm lady, it up voicemail. I'm not a lady. I'm a heathen. Lady. For this heathen. Two voicemail minimum for this... She's a lady. Uh, heathen harpy. Quirkus is That's always what I am now. A heathen harpy. Harpy heathen? Wait. Yeah, okay, so that's what I am apparently. I I want you to know that the love that you have for each other is very inspiring and wonderful. You know, I use a lot of the same adjectives here. It's just, it's hard to describe, really, to be honest. But thank you for sharing your love and your mind and your thoughts and your spirit. It means a lot, man, you know. I don't give a shit if this mush kush bothers anybody unless it bothers you. But I have to no say way. it. I want to say it. I'm compelled. I I don't want to hold back. I don't care what anybody thinks. You know, can't hold back. That's right. The appreciation. I do. I have great appreciation for you both. Well, thank you. And what you bring every week uh, under any circumstances and how much effort you make. And, um, man, you know. We appreciate it, man. You're really inspiring. What's not inspiring is the story <laughs> I have about, <laughs> holy shit, uh, the first time I actually remember shitting my pants as an adult uh, <laughs> involved a little too much liquor mm. mixed with, here it comes, you know it's coming, <laughs> mixed with uh, also an abundance of toxic hell, late night toxic, as otherwise known as Taco Bell. Toxic hell. Oh, I knew it was coming. What a fucking nightmare for the microbiome. Your intestines it's... are like, what the fuck did you just do to me? It's something else. God man. damn it, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, that's what it's like. Your intestines are like raging against you when you do that. Mixing liquor with with uh, fucking toxic hell, greasy ass, nasty ass. Low grade, the lowest grade meat, uh, fast food. <laughs> and like a sad excuse, just a pitiful excuse for a taco. When I go down to Texas, the South Padre Island this year, uh, I don't know when. I don't know when. I'm going to make it happen. I really want to go. Uh, yeah, I'm going to not do that. I'm going <laughs> to. 
I'm going to drink well, uh, and I'm going to eat well. That's going to be wild. Yeah, I filled up two full voicemails. I didn't really even finish, but I'm not doing a third. I love you both. I do. Oh, your sweetheart. Thank you. Yes, thank you. uh, In the bowl. Come on now, in the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl, in the bowl. Yeah, T-Bell and uh, alcohol is a bad combo. I'm telling you, T-Bell. T-Bell alone is a bad. uh, T-Bell was a factor in my first time I ever shit my pants when I was an adult. Uh Uh-oh. It was like the opposite situation, though, because for me it was the lack of T-Bell. Which, if you think about it too long, it's actually probably even more fucked up. But yeah, T-Bell, <laughs> to this day, I'm telling you, God's honest truth. I've, I've tried a lot of different weird shit, okay, over my life. This and that, the other thing. Put a lot of weird, freaky shit in my body over time, you know. But the only thing I've ever had physical withdrawal symptoms from is Taco Bell food. And I worked there the summer after my freshman year of college. I was one of the few guys in my grade that, like, stayed in town. Most most of the f- kids after freshman year who were still in the dorms went home for the summer. But I got a job in, uh, I got a job at Taco Bell, and I sublet this apartment downtown, and I stayed in town. And, oh, my God, I was eating, you know, when you work at Taco Bell, it's, I don't know if it still goes on, but probably. There's just no way to stop in this kind of thing. You just eat Taco Bell, you know. You get a, uh, you get a shift meal, but, pfft. People just eat the Taco Bell, you know. It's right in front of you. And um, mostly the deal you would do would be, like, at the beginning and at the end of the shift, just eat a fucking loaded-up burrito. Just put everything you want in it, and you change it up every time. You, you're going to go steak. You're going to go chicken the next time. You're going to go maybe just rice, but whatever. Mostly the beef and the cheese, though, because that's what you get a fucking hooked on. Whatever's in the beef and the cheese, that's the stuff that gets you. And I was eating that thing, like, six times a week, you know? I was just saving the money and uh, just eating the Taco Bell. So then my girlfriend at the time had her birthday. So I go down to Texas where she lived. And, uh, you know, I'm not eating Taco Bell. I had actually took the first day off and then I flew down there. So it was like about 48 hours into having no Taco Bell. All of a sudden, I just got the fucking cold sweats and the shivers and shakes and Mm. like flu symptoms and shitting myself. But... The shitting was the first part before I got, like, extra sick. It started, we went out to this Mexican restaurant. It was like Tex-Mex, how they do it down there, you know? Tex-Mex, Tex-Mex, ooga-dooga-dooga. And uh, it was fire. The food was great. But something about it, it was like, oh, you're eating tacos, but it doesn't have whatever the beef and the cheese has. (laughs) And your body's like, no, no, oh, no. And I just, I got out of her car and stood up in the driveway and just it just ran out the leg of my shorts all onto my barefoot and flip flop. Because it's like winter break, but you're in Texas. So it's like, you know, shorts weather. So I'm wearing <laughs> shorts and flip flops and I just shit on my flip flop. And uh, they had to, my girlfriend's dad brought the hose out. <laughs> and they had to hose my fucking poopy <laughs> flip flop <laughs> off in their driveway, dude. It was a bad week, dude. And then. Um, they rented a boat for her birthday. Like they were just like, "Oh, let's take a boat out on Lake Grapevine." And uh, <laughs> I had another poo attack on the boat. I could feel it coming. I was like, "Ah, it's, <laughs> it's like you're you're on a boat in the middle of the lake." So I'm like, "I'm jumping in," <laughs> and I jumped in, dude. And I like put my shrimp trunks down below my butt cheeks, 
and I just unloaded in Lake Grapevine, dude, because I had no oh, other option. <laughs> I just can't get over the mental image of your ex-girlfriend's dad hosing you off. <laughs> no, he brought the hose out and handed it to me and walked away. Oh, okay. He didn't. No. No. He was like, here's the hose, and then went into the house. I didn't see him for the rest of the night. <laughs> oh, my God. Time to go. Yeah. He said, oh, man. Yeah, I felt like a schmuck. Lake. <laughs> I'm having withdrawals from the Taco Bell. <laughs> shit floats, says Oma. No, this shit uh, Was actually- Was it ass piss? It mixes, yes. So it just comes out as a cloud, and then just like if you were peeing in the pool, you just wave your hand through that shit <laughs> furiously. <laughs> you gotta stir it all up, man. Oh, you gotta stir it all up. Like This next caller's always stirring it up. Um... First time I ever shit my pants as an adult. Huh. <laughs> well, huh. I don't think I've ever done it even when I've gotten sick up until the point that I was about, I think, 31-ish, 32-ish, and I got food poisoning. Uh-huh. And, uh, could I mean, <laughs> for days I spent hours on the uh, the toilet. I had the uh, condition that my coworker later referred to, uh... As I said, after I got up off the toilet, I could barely walk. He's like, yeah, that's, that's shithouse polio. Um, <laughs> so I had shithouse polio. Um, but, yeah, I was hanging on the toilet most times. But most times it was wow. like I'd be laying in bed and then try to relieve a little pressure and then whoops. So I think I did that like two two times when I was sick with the food poisoning. I found out later that it was food poisoning. I thought it was some sort of like really bad virus, but um, found out through different people that were at the restaurant that night that uh, had gotten food poisoning. So kind of a depressing subject. <laughs> well, yeah. it's kind of but hilarious. I'm time unless you're into that. And, uh, <laughs> there's plenty of videos on the internet for you. You are and uh, they utterly disgust me. Yeah. No, really. It's like, uh, no. In the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. You know, I think poop stories are funny if it's not you. It's funny. It's, it's funny. just... It's comedy or tragedy, right? Yeah. So, you know... It's just, if the visual's not in front of you, but it's in your imagination, because you're, like, listening, and you're imagining this story go down, that's different. You know? yeah. Mostly just imagining that that panic feeling. Everybody's had it. It's, it's <laughs> the panic. It's like alarm goes off in your brain, like, what, what, what? God, definitely, no, it's def- no, definitely happening. Yeah. No, there's nothing you can do once it starts. There's nothing you can do, man. No, Just at the mercy of uh, finding where the hell you're going to clean that up. Hopefully you're pulling into a gas station <laughs> soon or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have a PS. Oh, and if you don't find them before you listen to my voicemail, I left uh, two sound clips that you got to play in the night. They're, like, suited for tonight, like, 100%. Okay. Uh, they're a little bit risque. Diarrhea. Whoops, sorry. They're Rogan, so. In the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. That was in my ears, but I'm not sure if it was on the stream. Let me look. Diarrhea is just flying out of your ass. Oh, uh, yeah. Looks like it. Looks like that hit the stream. Yeah, diarrhea just <laughs> flying out of your ass. There you go. Nikki Net Net. We're playing them now. And uh, I think this is the other one. <laughs> I just can't believe you haven't shit your pants before. Ever? Oh, uh, yeah. That's called a liar. Seriously. Yeah. That happens. That's like George yeah. Brett says, he's good for two a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, that's my favorite part of that story. Where he's like, 
Like, uh, how many times do you shit your pants? You know, I'm usually good for like two a year. (laughs) It's it's easy not to shit your pants if you don't wear pants. This is true. And I love dresses. (laughs) Uh oh. And so I was thinking about the first time I ever shit my pants as an adult. I have a story from when I was eight, but I didn't know if that kind of the word adult was in there. So I'm thinking 18 plus. Yeah. That's the metric I went by. Yes. So we'll leave the food poisoning in the past. If you're talking about eight and in a dress, then there's no pants and there's no adult. No, I wasn't wearing a dress that time. I was wearing underpants. Oh. That's it. Well, I guess I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't wearing pants. Uh, But my adult story, we were visiting the East Coast. And so I was just taking in all the great New England seafood I could. We were... uh. Going for a hike in the woods where we, at the time, believed our friend's ashes may have been scattered. Mm-hmm. And I was wearing a dress. Oh. God bless the dress. <laughs> Rest in peace. <clears throat> well, the great thing about dresses is you just pull them up real quick, you know? That's true. And I felt that pain in the bottom of my stomach coming on, and I was like, we're hiking in the woods. There's, <laughs> I don't have any options other than to just... Go on the ground, which is also like a great one, right? <laughs> well, <Wow. So, laughs> I just, I said, uh, I don't remember what I said to you. I think I was pretty sure I was just like, I have to go. And then I strayed off the path. <laughs> okay. I walked as far as I could. I did. I just like sprinted as far as I could. I took my panties off. I lifted my dress up and I was able to poop out there. So, like, that's the closest call for me. I haven't pooped my pants as an adult, but I did have to take a detour to avoid pooping myself in the woods. I remember and then that, I had yeah. some nice fresh leaves to wipe with. And I said, and, uh, I you said know, the same thing to you then about <laughs> you're supposed to dig a hole if you got to go in the woods. but I didn't have time to dig a hole. Yeah. And I do apologize. And what I did was I wiped my ass with the leaf and then I covered... The pile I had left, <laughs> the diarrhea. So you know? somebody will and definitely I, accidentally. I, <laughs> no, no. The poop side down. So it's clean leaf <laughs> on top, right? And I made this nice leaf pile. And I thanked the earth for letting me shit on her. Oh. And then I put my panties back on. And I walked back the path and joined you. And we had a nice hike. And it was like nothing happened. Yeah, That's my closest call. And thank God I was wearing a dress. Bless that dress. Bless the dress. Save me from pooping my pants. <laughs> I forgot all about that. <laughs> yeah. The old shit sprint, as Servo's mm-hmm. calling it in the bowl. Oh, boy. And it, it really is that change in diet for me. Like, it doesn't take much to mess my stomach up. I'm not going to lie. Mm. Having all that wondrous seafood. Mm. I know we had a an email. That's right. Voicemail. Yes. Thank you for reminding me. Uh, Chris sent us in his story. Hello, Dame DeLorean and Sir Spencer. This is Chris from Connecticut, and I'm pleased to be joining you in the bowl for my story of the first time I ever shit my pants as an adult. I wasn't sure if you meant figuratively or literally, so you're going to get a two-for-one special, and I'll keep it as short as possible. Yeah, two-for. The first time I literally shit my pants as an adult was when I was working third shift at one of the casinos in my state. And I was in my either late teens, early 20s, and I was driving back and forth at late hours. And as I was driving home one day, 
I I felt a really bad fart coming on. So, you know, I was like, okay, well, I'm driving home. Not much I could do about this. So I did what I always do, which is just let her rip. Nobody's with me, so who cares? And that's when I realized it wasn't a fart, but a shart. So I was sitting in my own shit for probably at least a good 15 minutes before I could get home and clean up. And that was a disturbing and not so great experience that I would never want to repeat again. But that's the first time in memory that I've ever done that. Now, psychologically speaking, the first time I've ever shit myself as an adult was I was at an event where there was an area for kids set aside where an older person could keep track of the kids while the parents shopped at this event. Okay. And that's that's all well and good. And it wasn't just me. There were there were other adults that would kind of cycle in and out. And I looked around the room at one point. There was a kid kind of freaking out. And I realized, oh, like I'm looking for the adult in the room. And I'm like, oh, I'm the adult in the room. Oh, no. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I guess I got to make a decision on how to deal with this. So, yeah, that, that was the first time metaphorically that I shit my pants as an adult because it was the time that I realized oh I'm an adult and I have to be responsible for the situation I'm in those were my two shit my pants stories I I hope that you enjoyed them thank you so much for the bowl after bowl podcast and I look forward to talking to both of you again in the future take care cheers cheers Chris Chris from Connecticut I like that the oh shit moment right. as an adult. I'd That's... have to do some digging for that one. Yeah. You have to really think about it, I think. That was a great twofer. Yeah, definitely. We had uh, <laughs> one coming on the text line. Just remembered a bizarre request from a couple years ago. I had to review security footage to see who shat on the production floor. Some guy shitted his pants while pushing a pallet jack across the room, dropping logs on the move. Oh, no. <laughs> <clears throat> Felt bad for the guy. He had other issues going on. Uh, tough. Yeah. Awkward situation. It's too bad. Sorry, guy. Sorry, guy. Uh, this next caller had something My else to say. My apologies for the double tap. No worries. No the worries. Pronunciation of San Luis is Obispo. <laughs> Can't even say it right. That was correct. And I know Woo! this because we did a one night stop there on one of the the, the tap dancing musicals, and you know at this point. Played a lot of theaters, and it's a fairly uh, consistent protocol. You get your shit in the door, you plug in your feeder cables into the power distro for the, the touring company, and then you slip the big breaker and you're good to go. You're energized. This motherfucker, it was a college in San Luis Obispo. This motherfucking head electrician from the venue was like, okay. All right, well, I'm going to have to go uh, get ready to turn on and everything and power up. And you're like, oh, okay, thank you. Fifteen minutes, we don't see this dude. And, like, <clears throat> we need power to start running motors to fly out trusts and whatnot. Mm. This motherfucker comes back dressed to the nines, head-to-toe art flash suit. I mean, we're talking, like, the rubber gloves, the rubber sleeves, the rubber pants with the boots and the hood. Oh all goodness. of it. And not only did this motherfucker come, and granted, this is the first and only time I've ever seen one of those used, ever. But this motherfucker not only came out in that suit, but he made every single person on the stage clear the room. 
so that he could turn on the power. And oh my god, like that's just that's un, that's unheard of. Weird. We're gonna stop. We're gonna stop forty fucking people. We're gonna stop forty fucking people so I can flip this switch. How do you like me now? In the bowl again. <laughs> How do you like me now? In the bowl. Uh, Big boobs in Jesus. the bowl. This mother. This motherfucker. This mother. Oh my goodness. Unbelievable, man. Yeah, I think you're going to be okay switching a flipping a switch. Flipping a switch, man. He used like a broom handle. We got a PS. Fletcher, I don't want to know what the Alex Hyde did this dispensary yesterday. Um, <laughs> it's weird. This one place that I go to, when, when you go to them here, there's rack on one side and uh, mat on the other. And if you go to the one side and uh, you start asking about stuff, they're like, are you mad? And you're like, uh, no. And they're like, oh, rack's on the other side. Kind of like attitude-ish. Weird. But, um, uh, it's only after the first time you go in there, kind of, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I was waiting. You know, I, they let you in. Uh, sometimes you got to wait out in like a waiting room. There's a lot of people there. If you don't have an order, if you have an order, you can order online beforehand and uh, go right in and pick up whatever the hell you want uh, off their website. They don't have everything listed though, and you can add stuff to your order once once you're inside uh, too. But as I was waiting inside the area and kind of looking around, waiting for uh, someone to come free that was taking care of other people. That's when I, it was in the middle of, like, in between the two areas, uh, but there's something that had a freaking Bluetooth on it, and now I'm, like, totally enamored at what the hell that is. <laughs> that, so, was, that piqued my interest in the bowl. Damn it. What the fuck is a out. Bluetooth but, Oh, bowl? and that was the other thing. Um, this place used to have a fruit punch, like, THC drink. Mm. Amazing. Like, uh, one or two sips, and you were, like... Uh, Right in the zone. I found it to be the easiest thing that I've ever experienced that's kind of like a consumable, uh, not really an edible, but it's a drinkable. Yeah. So, um, but very easy to monitor uh, the amount. Can't sell it in the state anymore if it's a pre-made juice. they got to sell a syrup or a powder to make it. So, yeah, this like is Crystal so Light now. In the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. Then they're going to ruin everything fun. <laughs> remember that? I remember that Stony Cola that we got in Colorado. Oh boy, I remember that. This was good. It was really good. Really good. Tasty, and it does what you need. Like this next caller. First time I ever shit my pants. Lay it on me, no, bro. That's, that's happened far too often. I want to lay it on you, bro. Call the first time. Sadly enough, um, <laughs> I do remember a terrible time. A terrible time. Back in my 20s, when I used to party hard like a good retard. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> after a night of heavy, most heavy drinking, I, uh, woke up the next day. I'm a little rumbly in my tumbly. Ignored it. Uh-oh. To continue drinking. And I drank. And I might have eaten <laughs> probably, like, fucking cornflakes or some cheap-ass <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. Kept drinking and kept drinking. Mid-afternoon, I'd probably say around 4.20, I uh, I smoked blunt with a bunch of buddies, and uh, the big fat fucking blunt. Ooh. And uh, you know what tobacco does to people. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I thought I had to uh, to fart. <laughs> oh, I was no. like, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> Better not risk it. That feels like a, like a massive shit. 
Well, I uh, decided, mm, I think I could walk it off. I go outside, not thinking, to smoke a cigarette. Smoke a cigarette. Feel the rumbly again. I'm like, oh, God, this is a fucking emergency. I run to uh, some bushes. <laughs> and just in time, I get my pants down and just, <laughs> out the back end. I mean, I'm just there. I <laughs> take off one of my socks oh, to no. uh, clean up myself as best I can. Throw the sock behind me and kind of look over my shoulder. I was uh, doing that in front of a chain link fence. And, uh, you know, there was like a teenage girl and her younger brother in the backyard watching the entire horrifying endeavor. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> right in the penis. Oh, man. That's rough, that dude. We turned around, like, get that feeling when somebody's watching, you know, like at the back of your neck, and you turn around. Oh, mother and her daughter. Like, I believe that man is shitting right there. Oh. Poor Fletcher. That sucks. Yeah, that's rough, man. When you gotta go, you gotta go. That's right. It don't stop for nobody. It don't stop for nobody. No. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, Ned was saying that the company that uh, sells this USB, uh, or excuse me, Bluetooth bong that I was inquiring about earlier, he was talking about on the message. Uh, they're under some kind of legal issue. They're like temporarily shutting down the website. Huh. We'll never get to know about this Bluetooth something about the, bong. Uh, something about the PAC Act that restricted their shipping capabilities. PACT Act. Excuse me. P-A-C-T Act. PACT Act. Rough. Mm. What, what, man? What, what? what? I'm so curious. I know. To play music? I don't know. Can why, you, like, light the bowl? Why would you have heat a... the bowl? Warm the <clears> bowl? <throat> not sure why you would have a, uh, with the bong or you know? I don't know. A I Bluetooth, have no Bluetooth connected. I mean, you can connect Bluetooth to anything, I guess, but why? That's why? the thing. Why would you do it? You're out of weed. Would you like to order some now? <laughs> the bong's talking to you. <laughs> My bowl is empty. Let's put in an order. Well, we have an order, uh, from Riverside for Trucker. Woohoo! Called a metal moment. All right. And I'm like 89% sure this one is it. Uh, let's take a listen, shall we? We shall. In the bowl and in the morning, Reverend Cybertrucker and Kenny. That a boy, Kenny. With this week's Metal Moment. Last week, I was perusing around YouTube, just checking out some various metal things, when I got an idea to look for video game heavy metal. Yeah. He's pretty much just a guitarist showing off what he can do on YouTube. But this one in particular was one of my favorites. This is the Overworld theme for Super Mario World.
yeah. That was the fire. Showing off. No doubt. No doubt about it. We got a text from the Rev. He says, muted all tracks. I call a mulligan. Pause it. I just saw it at the end of the song. Uh, we'll fix it. We will fix that in post. And uh, yes, these things happen, man. Oh, that was bringing the heat there, man. Hell yeah. Video game metal. I love it. I like the the drums in particular. That was cool. Oh, yeah. Great way to kick off the new year. Yes, that's right. And uh, we'll be choosing another video game in the next um, next week's Metal Moment. So you can visit at RevCyberTrucker, NoAgendaSocial.com, and vote on uh, what the next video game song will be. That's be, right. Be fantastic. And uh, there's one thing left to do. Yeah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Let's go bowling. So you hate Elf on the Shelf. Who doesn't? Elf on the Shelf sucks. Yeah, it's terrible. And there was a bunch of uh, memes that came out mocking it. One of which was Snoop on a Stoop. Snoop on a Stoop, huh? Yes. And some Etsy artists out there decided that they would make Snoop for your stoop and sell it. <laughs> well, the dog father was not happy about this. And now Snoop Dog is suing anyone and everyone who makes a Snoop on the Stoop or sells a Snoop on the Stoop. Nice. But uh, some of the sales are going back to like 2019. Dang. So they tracked down in this article who they believe was the first artist to make a prototype of it. And then uh, there's one guy that's got a patent. He got one later. Hey, hey, hey. They had to yank it all, man. Well, we're see Snoop in court. See, the last thing I checked, last time I checked, there's this thing called the parody law. Right. That's what I was thinking. <clears throat> Even that one guy, he opened up dumb Starbucks for whenever. Yeah. Yeah. That's silly. Snoop on a stoop, that's way different. Not even the same name. That's right. That's right. Not Too even bad. the same name. Too bad. Yeah. Too bad indeed. Kind of like uh, any kid who asks Alexa for a challenge to do. Don't know if you saw this story. No. Hey. Well, Alexa told a 10-year-old girl to touch a live plug with a penny wow, when she and her mom me. asked it, what challenge should they do? Yeah. Great Googling you did there, Alexa. Unbelievable. Uh, Amazon, of course, says they have updated the bitch to prevent <laughs> recommending such an activity. I should hope so. But I that gotta seems say, very weird. But... Uh, in the article, the mom said they were asking the robot for challenges to do, and all these fitness challenges were coming up. And then this one came out of the blue. And I would say, the bitch is a ticking time bomb. You know, you <laughs> sure, keep asking yeah. it for challenges, and it has to keep digging the web. It's going to come up with some shitty results. Don't ask a robot what to do. You're a human. And you have a it, brain for that. If it tells you to touch metal on bare plugs or whatever, man. like Definitely don't do that. Don't. Come on. People, well, you know, the mom is in there saying, oh, luckily my child is smart enough to not do that. But, you know, if you weren't in the room, is she? No, nah, I don't know. If a robot tells a kid to do something like that, they just might. Kids can be pretty dumb. Yeah, you got a point there. Ignorant. You know, they just don't know. Yeah. They just don't know. So, eh. <coughs> no. oh, c- California. Of course, there's always stories coming out of California. Huge state. Lots of people. Lots of wackos. Like this lady, who was the first person in America to marry a color. Number one. I don't know what you can do with that. 
Well, uh, if she didn't marry Chartreuse, then it was a poor move. It was a poor move, backed by being told by a, an unnamed skater kid who used the uh, the phrase, you know, if you love it so much, why don't you marry it? Sure. And this lady was like, oh, I think I will. Oh, my God. And, and did. Which color? We got to know. If you had to guess what color a lady might marry who was just cuckoo, like, because uh, they're marrying a color, what color would you guess? Oh, I don't know. Pink? Yes. Yeah, I figure anybody dumb enough to marry a, a color would have to be a pink type of person. Mm-hmm. Just, just sounds too perfect. Pinky perfect. Ugh. <laughs> All right, well. Anyway, uh, I mean, I don't know how that helps you. Like, you can't file joint taxes with a color, you know? Like, what do you, what's the point? Just to shit yeah, on the sacred ritual of marriage? Is that what this is about? Yeah. Just uh, prolonging more clown world. Yeah, clown world indeed. Honk, honk. Good news from California, though. Uh, the fun story, at least. I mean, it's not good or bad news. Pretty neutral. There were twins born 15 minutes apart who have different birthdays, thanks to the new year. Wow, different birthdays, mm. month, and year. That's right. Different days, month, and year. Wow. A baby boy born at 11.45 on December 31st. Yeah, 2021. And then his sister was born at exactly midnight on January 1st, 2022, which made her the first baby born at the hospital and in her county of this new year. Number one. She was number one. Number one. They're uh, fraternal twins. And I guess the odds of twins being born in different years like that is one in two million. Damn. So maybe they'll be very lucky in their lives. But in, I saw in 2020 there was an Indiana family uh, that had twins born in different decades. So one was 2019, one was 2020. Whoa. That's... That's a hell of a rollover moment there. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Just crazy. It's like, how, how does everything align for that to happen? Just wild. Just like, it just happened to be pregnant with twins. It just happened to be yep. a New Year's Eve. You know, they just happened to be born right then. Cool. Yeah, they're being born all the time, so why not then, too? Yeah. I hear there's a new <laughs> one born every minute, but I don't know. I also hear there's a sucker born every minute. <laughs> That's right. That's a fact. Eh, kind of like anyone who bought farts in a jar from a reality star. <laughs> farts in a jar? Yeah, the, the good news is... <laughs> the name gets one of these. I'm sorry. <laughs> Words in a jar for a reality store. That's I can see where the marketing could really get hot for that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it was hot indeed. Hot and bothered for many who would pay money for those things, I think. <laughs> uh but this celebrity will not be tooting in the jars anymore because she had a health scare that landed her in the hospital. <laughs> so she's retired from jar farting. Okay. So, you know I have to ask, like, was the health scare due to farting in jars? It was really bad gas pains, yeah. Oh my god, so she's just eating too many beans and shit? Too many beans, <laughs> just drinking protein shakes and eating beans. Oh, no. That's her life. No. Because she had to fill, like, 50 jars in a day or something, you oh, know? Oh man. I mean, f- honey. Supply I, I, and demand, bitch. You gotta yeah, jack the prices up. Jack the price. Up. Exactly. And I'm just with feel, you. I mean, the average person, just regular, average is seven farts a day. That's average flatulence of humans. Just regular. Seven farts. Seven jars. Boom. There you go. 
and that's all. Just catch them when they come, man. Yeah, 49 a week. Maybe have a waiting list. You know, you can just make a waiting list. Fuck <sighs> it. If you're farting in jars, dude, you got to crunch the numbers. Yeah. Well, it was a great it was a great publicity stunt for her. Um, but the uh she went to the hospital. She thought she was having a heart attack or a stroke. No, oh, no. Because I don't know if you know this, but I guess you can get uh Gas pains up in your shoulder and like oh, up yeah. in your high chest. Because mm-hmm. I remember, I only know that because when I went to the hospital with my ectopic pregnancy, mm-hmm. the first question was, could it just be gas? And I, because I was telling them I had pain in my shoulder. And I, I was just like, no. Well, I've known people who had the, the most common time that pain you have gas over. pains that are in strange places is like after surgery. Ooh, because the air is moved around and where well, it shouldn't be? You know, in modern surgeries, they make very small incisions. And then they put the tools through those incis- incisions, but they also pump you with air to oh. make some space under your skin. So they, then they like, Ugh. they're supposed to push you down like a mattress and push all the air out of you before they sew you back Ugh. up. But, you know. It doesn't all get out. Right. You got some gas moving around in there that usually isn't. And yeah, it, there's and no really a place for it pains. to go. So it crawls up under your collarbones and shit, you know, until it eventually <laughs> like makes its way out of your skin very slowly, though. Oh it's, a, it's a very strange uh, thing that happens, yeah. Yeah. Well, her treatment uh, after, and she went through an EKG and a bunch of blood tests and other tests. I mean, this is just ridiculous. Yeah. And then the treatment, mm, change your diet and take a gas suppressant medication. You quit farting so goddamn much. So, <laughs> that's the end of that road. Sounds but, like uh, she had more that she could have put in jars and made more money. She wasn't pushing <laughs> enough out, bro. <laughs> You shit too much. The gas was just pent too up much, inside. Too much. Too uh, much. Maybe it's one of those things where if you fart too many times, you can't like properly fart. Ugh, I don't know. It's, it's too much out of way, see man. It. You're rabbit holing into the fart world, man. Yeah. It's too deep. You don't want to go down that particular rabbit hole. Yeah. Well, she ran out of gas. Her operation ran out of gas. <laughs> uh, but two teens in Houston didn't because they were able to reel in a nearly seven-foot gargantuan alligator gar. Ooh, those things are nasty-looking, dude. Yeah, wild-looking prehistoric beasts. Yeah. Uh, They typically weigh 100 to 160 pounds and measure like four to six feet long. Um, But this dude, they're guessing, weighed 140 pounds. Shit. It didn't break any records, but it's a significant size for the Houston area. Uh, the largest alligator gar on record was caught in 2011 in Mississippi, measuring eight and a half feet long and 327 pounds. Damn. They guessed it was 94 years old. Oh also. my God, that's crazy. Yeah. Do you, you got a snag gar? How do you catch them things, man? Well, they, they like, thought- eat stuff or- No, I don't, I don't know the answer to that. Uh, they were just, I don't know what they, what they were using for bait. Or whatever, uh, they describe uh, when they were reeling in, they thought that they had caught an alligator snapping turtle from the floor, and uh, it wasn't. So, I don't know. I know it is tough to catch gar because te- they have sharp teeth, so they can chew through the line a lot of the times. I know that um, for spoonbills, you definitely have to snag those because they don't really like chase bait and eat like big things like that. You're like you harpoon them? But I don't know about, I don't know about the gar. I would imagine you got to have something special if you're going to haul something over 100 pounds into your shit. Yeah. Can't just have like a regular line going on. Got to be different. But these two dudes, they got it, man. And catch and release. 
Uh, well, you know, uh, fake meat should be a felony. And it was in one case this past week. A woman swapped out her roommate's bacon for some soy fake bacon. Faken. Faken. And, you know, she just wanted to do something nice for her roommates, she said. She was new. Uh, her roommate asked, is this real bacon? Because she knew she was a vegetarian. Right. And the girl said, well, yes, it is. But it wasn't. And she didn't know her roommate had an allergy to soy. Why are bitches the worst? This girl ends up going into anaphylactic shock, has to go to the hospital, and uh, ultimately takes her new roommate, uh, well, first to the police. She filed a complaint. Yes. And uh, then went to court. And the girl was charged with food tampering, which is a felony. Yeah. She did uh, get community service instead of any uh, time behind bars. Um, But the roommate had to come back and sue her to cover her hospital fees because the girl didn't agree to pay them. And, of course, won. Of course. I I try to stay clear of soy. Yeah, it's like, mm, I'm I'm glad I'm not allergic to it, you know? Yeah. But it's just not, you know... I don't know. I'm trying to think of like what I really eat that's soy. Just like soy sauce, you know? Which is like a condiment that you know is fucking horrible for you. You know what I mean? Like you're just... Mm, salty. It's, like, it's liquid, liquid salt, you yeah. know? So you're just putting it on like sparingly, but you're not, you know... It's not like it's not like I want to drink it like in a latte. Like a soy latte? Ugh. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, getting soy instead of milk or like tofu, soy cubes. Yeah, I don't eat that much tofu. No, I always opt out of tofu and go for meat. Sometimes it's in those soups, like uh, Cold Acid's talking about miso soup. Miso, miso. Miso, miso. It's probably the only time I ever encounter the tofu chunk. Mm. And, uh, poof. When I was eight, I wanted to be vegetarian, so I did it for, like, eh, three months. And that's when I ate tofu. Other than that, nah, I like the taste of meat. It's way better. Uh, yeah, in my opinion. Yes. Yeah. Free to each his own, but you can't tell someone uh, that you cooked them real meat when you didn't. You don't lie to people about what you're putting in their body. Come you on. You can't. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah. It's like I see that uh, Whopper commercial with the Impossible Burger that they're sneaking into people. Yeah, I don't like that. I would punch somebody in the face if they did that shit. And then we're like, oh, you're eating the, the, the fake burger. Oh. Mm. You're getting punched in the face. Yep. You food raped me. Yeah. You're getting, you're getting it. Right in the nose. Yeah, my body's my temple. That's I'll choose what bullshit. to ingest. Don't lie to me about it. Ugh. Yeah. Well, in uh, Palm Beach, Florida, the police were called out to investigate flyers stuck to cars with New York license plates warning the New- the woke New Yorkers to stay out of Florida. And, you know, it was just a concerned community member decided to call the police into the matter when they saw these flyers. And, of course, the cops said it wasn't criminal and uh i don't know if they gave up their investigation or if they're still looking trying to figure out who put those flyers out but they read if you are one of those woke people leave florida you will be happier elsewhere as will we we're deciding we're gonna see where this ball's going (laughs) (laughs) i had to line it up i had to line it up i had to just keep quiet so i like you know the thing (laughs) you know the thing yeah yeah, uh, it's funny timing with uh, AOC going to Florida and whatever. Yeah. To come out with the story or to print those flyers. 
<laughs> this is the time people go to Florida. Freedom of speech. Everywhere else, it's cold as fuck. Oh yeah, that know? too. Freedom of speech. Uh, you, if you're threatened by a flyer, then Lord have mercy. Yeah. On your soul. Yep. Sorry about oh, you. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, but you might be scared of uh the very what? large coconut crabs that inhabit Christmas Island because there's a video of one chopping through a golf club with his claw. Whoa. Yeah. These dudes were out golfing last Friday night. Minding their own uh, business. Yeah, you know, just out on the course. And uh, one buddy, he couldn't golf that night, but he was recording their good times. And this huge coconut crab, which is also known as a robber crab, apparently, because they're little thieves. Uh Uh-oh. Decided to climb onto one of his buddy's bags and grab the club. So, you know, he, like, pulls out the club and sets the crab on the ground and is trying to wrestle the club free from its grip. But the crustacean just cut through it like it was nothing. And then scuttled off with the club (coughs) cover and left the broken club behind. What a bastard. Bastard indeed. Uh, They speculate that some old food in the bag may have attracted the crab to it. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Don't but, keep old food in your golf bag. No, That's just poor form. Food in a golf bag, I was already like, ooh. Unless it's like a bag of chips. Okay, maybe a bag of chips. A can of beans. Because, you know, you might, have a ga- you might have a bag of chips you encounter up at the clubhouse or whatever. But not old, not from like last time or whatever. This is such a Christmas Island problem. <laughs> I guess. Crabs man. breaking your golf clubs. You'd think you'd just grab a different club and bash them. Can't, <laughs> you can't you? bash the crabs. You can't bash crabs? Oh, is that, I guess you can. Is some kind of law against bashing crabs? I don't know. I'd be getting butter and tongs ready, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking coconut crab. That crab is mine. Yeah, for a cl- especially for a club, bro. This is not cheap. Sprinkling, sprinkling coconut on your uh, coconut crab ass right there with the butter. Yeah, mm. that crab's getting bashed in my world. <laughs> crab bashing in the bowl. <laughs> Crab bashing, crab smashing. Yeah. Mm, I do love me some tasty crab. I'm going to broil them bitches till they turn orange and then they're fantastic. What about aliens, though? Would you broil them? Aliens? Yeah, you know. Oh, bulbous know. head gray people. Probably not. No, probably not either. But You never want to be the first guy to try a food, a certain food. <laughs> and God bless uh, the guy who tried an oyster for the first time. <laughs> Man, that's real bravery. Ooh. It's true. But this hunter caught what he believes might be a naked alien wandering through the woods in a red gate in Deer Lodge, Montana. He's got a picture. Nice catch. Snapped a picture. I'll post it in the bowl so we can all, all the bowlers and us can speculate together. Uh, you know, he describes it as having a bulbous head and being naked. I'm not so sure it's naked. Uh, this is, of That's course, wishful thinking, a black think. and white night vision image uh, I, I believe it was taken from i figured there would it would have been a video camera but it might just be motion activated picture taken in my opinion the top half of the entity is slightly darker than the lower half which suggests to me different fabrics or colors kind of looks like a crash test dummy to me oh okay crash know. test dummy i could see that like if a crash test dummy and a ghost had a baby. The quality of this photo is very poor. Well, you know. Which I really add, that's, that's you know, required. adds to it. That's yes. required for pictures of aliens, you know? Yeah. But this spot 
in Montana is believed to be a hot spot for UFOs. And there's actually a guy making a documentary about the place right now. Uh, the article talks about other unexplained events that have happened in the area. And, of course, you know, there's the lights in the sky, bizarre things, you know, floating around. Um, cars have stalled on local roads, though, for no apparent reason. Weird. And there was a man who murdered his family and then painted his gate with their blood who lived in this area. So that's that's pretty grisly. It's a little messed up. Pretty messed up, yeah. Um, but hey, you know, good alien pictures are hard to find. And when we see them, we like to look at them and wonder. That's right. I believe. But that's all I got. That's all my rules. All right. We well, got to think of a first time I ever for next week. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, and uh, I did have a back, at, uh, back office note for the bowlers earlier. We oh. said that... Uh, we were going to fix the mental moment, but Brave Cybertrucker on the text line says, I don't save the project files, meh. Let my dumbassery stand. Pulls up. <laughs> so there's that. You get the pull up, and uh, we lied about fixing it. We're not going to. I'm just going to leave it there. Still a great uh, mental moment. Hell yeah. Yeah. He'll. He, I'm going to let you explain it to Kevin, though. Please. That's between you and him. Um. Ooh, Sir Oma on the bowl. This first time I ever saw a UFO. Oh, that's not bad. That's a pretty good one. I think we should just go with that. Sure, I'll roll with it. First time I ever saw a UFO. Roll with it. We're rolling with it. Rolling with the crowdsourced uh, F-ties. That's what the bowlers are there for. They're the producers. They keep us rolling. Bowling week after week. That's right. Bowl after bowl. Never going to stop. Never going to quit. It's just the nature of the bowl. It keeps on rolling on. Well, thank you for rolling on, hanging out, bowlers. Love having you. And uh, be sure to join us Friday when we talk to Booberry. Black Knight. Legendary. The Mothman. Till then, you know I'll be Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. And I've been Dame DeLorean. Till Friday. May your bowls burn ever brighter. You are listening to Bowl After Bowl with Spencer and Lorian. Bowlafterbowl.com. 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 Bowl after bowl till he's sick. Woo! What? What? Woo! Woo! And that's another one. Another one in. Another bowl in the books. First of the new year. That's right. Thanks for joining us, everyone listening out there on uh, the No Agenda stream, Gitmo Nation. That's right. If you want to continue the madness, we're over at uh, BowlAfterBowl.com. Peace out. Yeah, peace out. Peace out, Girl Scout. Oh, boy. I wrote down some time codes today. Oh, good, because I only wrote down the one. <clears throat> I got uh, four others. There were some great voicemails today. Oh, man. Oh, man. We fucking, we didn't have one from Chris. Sir Seat Shooter himself. Did he tell us the story last week? I don't think so. He, he just said he didn't want to be the first. He has told a poop and pants story before, but not the first time. Yeah, it was a different thing. I'm pretty sure if I recall correctly. Night night, Servo. Thanks for hanging in the bowl tonight. Rolling with the bowl. Roll with the bowl. Just for the record. Have y'all ever have y'all already done first time I ever shit my pants? And it wouldn't count if you're wearing diapers at the time. Uh, I guess, you know, first time as an adult I ever shit my pants. I think that would be a good one. Uh, 
I can remember mine, but I'm probably not going to tell it if I'm the only person telling about the first time they ever shoot their pants. I can even remember the most recent time I ever shoot my pants. I guess sharded, you know, sharded kind of, it's a different thing. I guess sharded my pants. Because most people, I don't even think I've really shit my pants as an adult. It's always a shard. It's always like a fart that it turns out to be a shard. You're like, uh, yeah. I, I remember one time this guy at work had to go home because he was diarrhea and out his leg, and the manager didn't believe him, and he lifted up his leg, and it was running down out the outside of the end of his pants. Like that kind of a story. First time I ever shitted or sharded my pants, I think would be a good one. More of a dude question, though, because women don't poop, as we know. Uh, anyway, love you, Spencer. Love you, Lauren. And uh, in the bowl, after bowl. In the bowl. So there it Dot was. com. Dot com. Yeah. He'll catch up on it. He might. So that's the thing, man. That <laughs> might have been, a, you know, this guy at work could have uh... been, been him. Maybe. Maybe he already gave it to us. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I've been a guy at work everywhere I've worked, ever, so... Maybe he just tricked us, man. Yeah, you never know. 